This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I will tell you that this episode is a long haul. It's a lot of fun. We cover some crazy stories in this one. That's right. I was actually laughing while chopping it up. We... A lot of turkey gobbles take place <laughs> in this episode. While we were recording, I was taking pictures of like the time frames. Like, oh, I better cut that out for safety. Better cut that out for safety. Plus, I think it's like once I do one turkey gobble, I just want to do more because it kind of adds to the funniness yeah. of it. Um, so just know that's what's going on. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, I will tell you, announcement-wise, the Ohio show, obviously, we're not going to make it. They moved the dates. And we will be in Madison, Wisconsin, the 26th. Or it's not in Madison. It's moving from Madison to Wisconsin Dells, the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth of March. We are booth eight oh two next to Prairie Storm Outfitting. Um, that's at the Kalahari Convention Center or whatever it is. So that's right. we have the we just dropped or announced the special edition Wisconsin shirt we're doing. It's basically if you look at a Wisconsin license plate, we took that and did our own twist. We took the trip into a 150 buck, which is one of Chandler's bucks, and put that into the graphic, and it says, Go Shoot Your Bow, Wisconsin. It's one of my favorite designs that we have. Um, we teamed up with Combination Creative for that. So check out Combination Creative for logos, shirt designs. Um, a lot of people need their logo reworked. He, I think he spends a lot of his time reworking and cleaning up other people's logos. But Combination Creative, tell Morgan Class Bowhunter sent you there. Um, but the podcast, uh, oh, any other announcements before we dive into biz? Mm, I don't think so. The shoot's June 12th. Episodes are now on Carbon TV, audio episodes. Not all of them, but most of them. I can't think of anything. I can't either, but nothing important, apparently. Um, <laughs> the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. I am shooting the Tetra Dovetail this year. So are you, Eric. Yep, that's right. And then, Doug, what, what are you rocking? Just the Tetra? Just the Tetra. Tetra Max? Nope. I thought you had the Tetra Max. I did last year. Oh, gotcha. Keep it working class this time. Both good sites. I'll tell you, we did do a giveaway at the Iowa show. We yep. picked a winner um, already, and they know about it. That was last weekend. I'll say who it is. That way I don't get bothered. 
by who won it or you think we didn't actually pick it. Um, <laughs> he just made up a name. Mark Denning won that. He's from Iowa, obviously, but he's pretty excited. So, uh, And we're doing the same thing, uh, site and stabilizer back bar giveaway. Um, it's like a $600 value. All you got to do, come up. If you're a new subscriber, subscribe and get an entry. Um, if you buy a shirt and a hat and stuff, we give you multiple entries. So yeah, and thanks for all the support for everybody in Iowa that came out and stopped by the booth. That was pretty uh, pretty unreal. And I didn't even cool. I wasn't even there on Sunday, but I'm sure it was intense, just like the first few. It wasn't. Yeah. That's a good point. Thanks everyone for coming out because we were. I couldn't believe it. It was the best show we've had in Iowa the entire time we've ever gone. Um, it was which crazy. Is, yeah, I didn't didn't know what to expect with COVID, but it was right. it was awesome. Um, so thank you everyone for the support and coming out and hanging out with us and stuff and drinking some cold beers afterwards. Uh, the podcast is also also brought to you by Big Time. Wait, wait, let me let me take that part. Off. Okay. I want to do this. Yeah, this. Okay, this podcast is also brought to you by Big Time. Okay, I'm going back to my corner. Joe Humphreys <laughs> is just conveniently in this intro. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. He's Joe actually here. House. We didn't like drop that, him in. Is that all we all we want to do? Talk about Big Time. What's good about Big oh, Time? We're, we're gonna break in. I mean, the the new discount codes up WCB twenty twenty one. Shout out, shout out to Colin Cartland from Northern Wisconsin. He's a listener. He's been emailing me back and forth. He we were talking about food plots on the podcast. Yeah, we're getting together, we're getting his uh, food plot set up. So thanks, Colin, for listening. Thanks for thanks, reaching Colin. out, man. It, and you know that goes for any listeners. If you got questions, get a hold of me. That's good. And he used the code, I'm sure, to save some money. I sure hope so. He better have. Yeah. If not, hey, man, it's right there. All you had to do was, like, plug in some numbers. <laughs> you know, type WCB2021, you're good. No, that's cool. That is true. I, I think, Joe, we talked to you this week at the Iowa Classic. You've made uh, feeding deer cool. Like, you you kind of have your – you put your <laughs> – mark. makes me feel good. <laughs> and I guess if people don't know what we mean, it's like you made it being – it's kind of like, oh, cool, I got some food plot seed, whatever. Like, But Big Time's kind of like a culture inside that – that niche of hunting. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, everybody throws it. This is why you need to supplemental feed. We're, we're just trying to make it fun, you know. Yeah. Have fun at your job and all. That's hey, right. I, like doing. I think you're killing it, man. I think people are thinking about things a little different because of big time. And um, have a healthy deer herd. There you go. Can't supplemental feed in Illinois, but uh, maybe they'll get their heads out of their ass sooner or later here. <laughs> uh, the podcast is also – well, thank you, Joe, for your partnership and your friendship. No problem. No uh, problem. Podcast also brought to you by – Rogue Ridge and the grind. Uh, we've been rip roaring around on ours, and uh, I feel like a kid. I'm, I'm probably gonna end up slipping out in gravel on it, trying some dumb shit because I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could try some stuff here. But yeah, check out Rogue Ridge, the grind turkey calls and decoys we'll have out this spring for Turkey Palooza. So check them out, RogueRidge.com, the grind. Um, that is gonna be fun. I'm ready to. Uh, we're gonna attach a bunch of turkey decoys onto the e bike and rip around and call birds. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't ready for it. They're Mo- not ready for it. They will never see it coming. <laughs> Mobile turkey hunting. Yeah. Also, Elite Archery. Uh, we got a podcast coming down the line with Larry with Larry McCoy from the Iowa Show. Um, we talked about the Remedy. We talked about the Encore. We talked about um, another partnership of ours, Slick Trick. Talked about the new broadheads. Um, basically, there's a hybrid coming out. There's a single bevel broadhead coming out. Um, talked about why the Raptor Trick's good, why the Viper Trick's good. Um, broke down the elite bows, why this brace height's good, what, what this length is good for. Talked about the set technology on the bows. So we dive into all that, which is pretty cool. Um, so check out Elite. We will uh, be doing some videos here when we get our new rigs in and uh, going through them a little bit. Uh, Gator Outdoors, man, they killed it. They were at uh, the Iowa show, gave away 
I think I believe they're a dealer for Grizzly Coolers. They did a whole giveaway yep. with some turkey decoys, a mm-hmm. Grizzly Cooler, and selling all their merch and everything like that. Um, and they're pretty much just like a lifestyle apparel brand. Um, good, wholesome hunting roots from uh, from small town Iowa. So check out GatorOutdoors.com. Code WCB25, I think he stepped it up. He went big. 25% off GatorOutdoors.com, outfitting the working class. Nice. Um, I think he's a dealer for T&K. River's Edge is a dealer for Big Time right now. Grizzly, True Timber Camo, True Timber Fishing, Scrape Stick. A um, bunch of good killer brands. You can save 25%. That's a big deal. Boom. It's a real big deal. Um, Old Bard Taxidermy. Uh, that might be um, one of my favorite brands in the game. Um, but it's cool because it feels good when it's one of your favorite brands because if you're going there, everything else worked for you. Right. That's what we should do. We should hook up Big Time and Old Barn. Because it's kind of like step one, the middle stages, and then the, they, they the kind of do go hand in hand. They really do. I'll make some. Uh, have you ever met Sam from Old Barn? No, I haven't. I'm going to make an introductory email. There's something there. Want to go roll out that alligator hide for him? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> Taking up room in the freezer. Yeah, you should have brought it. I should have. We actually met the guy that won the mount at the show. Yeah. Yeah. Clint came out. He won uh, won the free mount from our giveaway with Old Barn. But, yeah, Old Barn and Big Time would be a really good uh, connection. Uh, if you go to Old Barn, this will be more for next season, unless you got, like, some coyotes you're killing or turkeys. Um, tell them you're a WCB listener. And I'm, I imagine we're going to do that, that game head giveaway next year. Um, so, yeah, tell them you're a listener. And who knows? There might be a, a giveaway coming up by the time you're ready to, to dive in. Um, also, Scent Crusher from our own – Basically, wrapping mobile showers to room cleans to gear bags to all that. Sun Crusher's got you covered for the Ozone game and soaps and sprays and all that, too. Uh, so the closets and everything. I wish we had more room in the studio for a closet because then we could just freaking – I could suit up right here and dip out. But that's what's good for the rapid mobile shower. Um, look at me with all my papers over here. <laughs> you look important over there. Yeah. You need a clipboard now. Yeah. And also, Thermoseat and Victory Archery. We have our own uh, branded Thermoseat. Well – you can anybody can put their brand on a thermoseat through thermoseat, which is cool. Oh, well, easy, easy. Well, you can, but buy ours because we yeah, have yeah. last owner. Did you get any big time thermoseats made? Uh, you brought them down. Yeah, I, I got you the working class ones. I thought oh, you guys no, did some we big time got ones. The big time ones yet? No. Did you order some? Not yet. I thought you did. I don't know why I was thinking that, but no, we were talking about. It. I ran out of time. Well, you don't need them if you have working class ones. That's right. true. Very yeah. good point. That's true. Um, the D wedge, that's like the number one tool besides a bow or a gun at Turkey Palooza is that uh, the D wedge self-supported Dude, seat. It's amazing. You don't need a tree. You don't have to be uncomfortable sitting there while your legs are falling asleep while birds hung up at 150 yards and you don't want to move. Mm-hmm. Or even if you're leaning against a tree, it even makes it that much better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and you say dry Yep, and warm. Um, and victory archery. We're all ripped TKO fans um, except for Eric. But I might be changing. I might. I might. I might change just to you switch it up a little bit, just to do it. But it's almost like don't, don't change it if it ain't it's, broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. But I think I might check out those VAP SSs for the moose trip. They're they're heavy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about. Chase Rolfson kind of had me thinking about that. Yep. I, I think they're close to 11 grains per inch, and they put that big 95 up front. I'm going heavy for that moose trip. Be the move. Gonna yeah. sing one through there. Some adult arrows, as they say. Adult arrows? <laughs> Some thick boys, huh? Well, they're actually thinner. They're, they're, they're thick. thick boys. They're thick in, uh, in punching power. Yes. It's like a head, It's like a, a bantamweight with a heavyweight's right hand. Bam. You, go. you heard oh, it. Look at me. Damn. Hey. That was good. I should be the voice of victory. Just saying. Call me. 
Think about it. <laughs> call me. You already sponsor us, but but call me. <laughs> like now, dude, you're doing exactly what our deal is. Right? <laughs> we don't need you for anything else. Just stay, stay in your lane. Just move around. It's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. Nice try, though. Appreciate the effort. Uh, thanks for our partners. Sorry if we got kind of lengthy. Uh, we're gonna do a veteran shout out quick with Doug here, and then we're jumping in. Uh, this veteran shout out is brought to you by Operation HHA USA. Their mission is to show appreciation and create a sense of community for veterans and active military through archery and the outdoors. Sounds like a good time. HHA dot. This veteran Org. shout out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was jumped in there a little too early. This veteran shout out is brought to you by hunters of the 256 Arnold. Uh, the veteran name is Eric Stafford. He's in the army. It says uh, Eric is a great dude and he is a big time hunter and fisherman. He and he is a Northeast Alabama boy from the Riverland. He's currently stationed in Hawaii. He has been a longtime supporter of my local page that we met through on social media. Since then, he has offered his time and creativity to help grow our page. When he gets out of the Army, he is wanting to host a local bow fishing tournament. I got to get him. I got to get him to you. I got him to listen to you guys. Thanks for acknowledging vets. Just takes a minute, but it makes a day for these guys knowing someone's thinking about them. So thank you for your service, Eric. And thanks for submitting that. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for your service. Appreciate Thank you, buddy. Sir. Doug, where can people go to? Uh, we got to work on your plug here. Uh, workingclassbowhunter.com. <laughs> There's a veteran shout-out tab, right? And then uh, you just enter your information. Make sure it's – I can actually read the last name, too. Those are those get a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> Doug that, can't that see over easy. his mustache when he's Yeah, my mustache gets in the way sometimes, guys. <laughs> it's getting it's out of control. Blurry. It's getting out of control over here. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. But it goes straight to me, so I get them, send them, and then uh, – Submit it to uh, HHA. And then they send you some goodies. Some goodies. It's pretty cool. Pretty goodies. cool with them. HHAUSA.org, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. I always get the org because I joke around and say .gov as a joke or .edu. Remember I used to do that with ours? It's like working class bowhunter.edu. <laughs> it's a college. <laughs> yeah. Working class university. Yeah, HHAUSA.org. Awesome. Awesome. That, they're doing some good stuff there. We still got to map out a date. What shoot? We'll talk about that when we plan it out. Anyway, we get to it. Hope you enjoy this. It's wild. Um, it's entertaining. And just see the light side and have some fun and, and relax. So thanks for being here. I believe for cat. Working class bow hunter podcast. We're back at Club Two Hundred, and uh, that's what we call this place, guys. Club Two Hundred. We named it on the fly. Doug, Doug, Doug yeah, claimed that. Um, on the podcast, we have three guests at Club Two Hundred, and I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves by name because it makes it easier for listeners at home, listening at work, while you're welding or grinding on sheet metal or whatever the fuck your boss has you doing at the time when you wishing you were off hunting. So we'll start with. Uh, the gentleman on the very end here. Slim Shady, back again. Chase, <laughs> I, I said that. I feel like that. I've had so much fun coming back on the podcast. Chase Rolfson, Rubline Marketing. Then we got, I consider you a whitetail legend. Oh, Ooh. Oh. And we'll dive into that. Maybe my mom thinks that. <laughs> oh, she definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hey, everybody. Kyle Weeder from Adrenaline. How y'all doing? And then we have uh, the most attractive person in the room right now. Um, that's, I'm saying that, and I think everybody else is silently agreeing, but I just, I had to say that so you didn't have to, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Linda. Linda Sanchez. Linda. Listen, Linda. Linda. Wow, I've never heard that accent come out. That is I know. amazing. Sexy, isn't it? Let me talk to you. <laughs> I love where this is going right off the rip. I'm already hard. Why do you think Kyle's dating her? I'm hoping Kyle and I are going to switch places here. Can you sit over here, Kyle? Hey, Kyle. Come over here. Yeah. He's kind of cute. I'll sit by him. Uh, Kurt Geyer. Eric Common. <laughs> Doug Schmidt. All right, we're at Club 200. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for making the haul out here and hanging out with us, having drinks with us, having a good time. Uh, first, I'll, I'll start out with this. We first met you guys, Kyle and Linda. We met you guys at ATA a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it, we met you like just outside the Lindsay Way booth and just started bullshitting with you guys. Remember right. this? Yep, yep. I do. And then yeah. it was like we're sitting there bullshitting, and then like we look at the time like, We've been talking for like two and a half hours. We got to get like going to meetings. Was it shit. ATA? Yeah, it yes, ATA. It was. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was okay. like, man, these guys are really stupid. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I was like, these hey, guys are awesome. I like hang with these guys all day. <laughs> we get that a lot. We'll accept hey. that. But it, it kind of worked out that way, and then we find out that you work with Chase, and right. we work with Chase, and then next thing you know, you're in the Rubline marketing room at ATA, and we're all bullshitting, <laughs> and then. We all ended up drinking beers and, and whiskeys and whatever else after a, the after the show at the hotel party type mm-hmm. deal that, that things that happen at trade shows. And um, <laughs> that's it. We've been kind of mapping out this podcast for a long time, and it's just now happening, which is embarrassing on both of our ends, I think. Yeah, my apologies. I know you guys have wanted to do it for a while, and we've canceled, what, once or twice? I think twice, yeah. And the only reason is because, and hear me out when I say this, is I am the CEO the cook, the bottle washer. I mean, I handle all the contracts, all the editing, the all the pros. Janitor. Yeah. Don't forget the janitor. janitor. Aren't That's you like I mean. a, you're like a roadie too and a musical? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my son Logan plays and uh, yeah, I'm his roadie and his manager for that as well. Right. So, yeah. Not a bad gig. No. You're busy. Right? I don't get paid for that one. Well, I mean, you will eventually. Someday. 20%. Hey, that's your retirement plan, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, of course yeah, retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah, that in the lottery. <laughs> Smart man. Right. Hey, there's, we talked about having him come play at the shoot at the after party. Yes. Oh, my god. But, hey, that's just we're just That'd dabbling in that. Nothing guaranteed, but it'd be a it good time. It would be very cool. It'd yeah. be a party. I promise you he'll do it. You get a lot of free drinks. You're his manager, so. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I'm his like manager, his gigs, and right. I'll have to pay him for the gig, but he'll do it. <laughs> That's on you. That's on you. <laughs> he does play for tips also, so we can put a tip bucket on yeah, it. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. For sure. We get yeah. enough drunk dudes on uh, cheap beer. He'll make oh, some money for yeah, sure. Absolutely. As good as he plays, I've seen on Facebook. Yeah, he'll he'll make some coin. Especially his so. genre, like his genre of music is just pleases gonna, everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yep. So no, I, I appreciate you guys coming out. I'm glad we finally made this happen. Chase, you've been on several times. People, uh, you you were a contender for episode of the year for 2020. <sighs> like I, I got to step up my game. I was just a contender. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I want to <laughs> win. What I'm saying win. is, you were in that top five conversation though. Your 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 listening base is like just my people. Like I I could. Hang out with them all day long. I compare it to like the 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 following of a punk band. Yeah, because it's like it's not like mainstream that you're not going to hear it on the radio, but like I appreciate it because like somebody says some shit about us on a forum, like they're in there telling the, people oh, yeah. to fuck off and stuff. So it's kind of awesome. I, so it's like I, a punk band following. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's similar to. Dale Earnhardt, right? right. Dale Earnhardt right. always right. said, "It is love me or hate me, as long as you're making noise." Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That's right. right. Bottom line. Yes, exactly. my where's my favorite place? It's in my buddy's garage. He's got a flat screen sitting in the corner of the garage, right, and a little makeshift bar, and yeah, like that's 
my favorite place on earth. Yeah, so sitting in the garage bar. Beers. Oh, oh, sure. Right, right. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, well, of Rick. course, Rick. Rick. <laughs> Old Papelka. Old Papelka. Sure. The garage bar. Yeah. So, Kyle, I want to. We've been wanting to record with you for a while. Like you said, you got so much going on. I mean, you're kind of the man of the show everywhere you're going, and it's you're working for yourself and you're doing your thing. And I mean, one of the top shows on on outdoor television for I mean, how long now? I mean, oh, geez. Well, the the incarnation, so to speak, of adrenaline actually started in the late 90s because mm-hmm. I had this vision. I wanted to do this. And then I started an archery pro shop uh, in my hometown. It's still going. And, uh, well, no kidding. I'm still going. Still going. Mm-hmm. Yep. What did you do before the archery shop before you started that, though? Ah, uh, geez. I was, I, well, I still did. I was in the sheet metal trade. Uh, I worked for the same company for 20 years. And it no was kidding. He- that long. Yeah. It was a heavy iron shop. And what I did was. Started the archer shop, and so then, you've already like got more respect from our listeners from that if they didn't know that already. Oh, yeah. oh blue collar guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can weld with the best of them. Yeah, Eric, I mean, you know. Ooh, ooh, that sounds like a challenge. Competition coming a up. Welding challenge. <laughs> we can TIG, we can MIG, we can stick, we can do overhead, we can do uphill, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, I'm down. <laughs> Eric's like, oh, damn. Eric's like, man, fuck this guy. Eric just leaves. <laughs> Easy peasy. You want to do so. some brazing? What do you want to do? Uh, overhead naked. There we go. Ooh, with your baby bird out. Naked? <laughs> well, then. I might put a little loincloth on. <laughs> your baby on. bird out. <laughs> no loincloth. No okay. loincloth. <laughs> no loincloth. <laughs> Point we're making, you came from blue-collar roots. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Bottom line is, uh, that was back in, jeez, I'm going to say 93 I started my apprenticeship. How old were you guys in I was three years old in 93. Oh, dear Lord. I, I, hate was, I was two. I hate you guys. Three. So. <laughs> So you're old as dirt, so we established right, this right. already. Got that already. <laughs> Early <laughs> so, on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So I was in the trade all the way until about 2011. Now, mind you, in 99 or so when I started the archery shop, I bought some video cameras just because I, I actually was watching. We would fletch arrows in the back room, and we would watch monster bucks from drugs, yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah. what we would do. And I'm going to get some video cameras, you know. Well, lo and behold, in 2000, I'm in the shop working. Guy walks in that films for breweries. I know him locally, okay? And all of a sudden, he says, hey. Because he had actually watched so – I had shot a couple bucks on video right, right myself and just kind of winged it how to put it together, you know? Yeah. And he walks in and said, hey, how would you like to film for Drury Outdoors? And I was kind of dumbfounded. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He says, well, Mark would like to talk to you. And this was the same year – that Bass Pro Shops opened up in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And Mark happened to be doing seminars there. So we drove over, met with Mark. It's so funny because he does these seminars. And we go to the fishing section, and we talk in the fishing, fishing section so nobody bothers the guy, right? <laughs> right, yeah. And so, okay, cool. So I left there. Uh, that lasted a deer season. I, had, I honestly did not get along with the guy I was filming with. I don't want to get into all that. But I left yeah. on good terms with Mark and Terry. Yeah. Uh, started filming for the Wild Outdoors with Jay and... I was there until 2000 and was it six or seven, Chase? Do you remember? I, I have erased that from my brain. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, me oh too. Boy. Oh, boy. So, I've known later. Yeah. So, um, uh, I was at the Wild Outdoors and I'm like, man, I can do this. Yeah. Right. I can do this. And I was my, the whole time I'm in this trade. We got the, the archer shop going. And then I end up selling the archer shop around that same time. And then I'm like, we're just going to go for it. We're going to start filming for Adrenaline. So we filmed for a deer season. And mind you, this is off the cuff. I don't know anything other than what I've watched. Right. right. 
and we put a pilot show together, and it had two kills on it. And I'm ballsy enough. We fly to Vegas, and I get out there, and it's me and my buddy Ed Armbruster, and we walk straight to the real tree booth. And I like shot show or what? yeah, shot show. And yeah. I asked for David Blanton, and David had kind of known me because just simply because of filming for Drury's and Jay and whatnot. Sure. Yeah. And David comes out. And he's like, hey, Kyle, how you doing? This cool southern yeah. accent, you know? Yeah. Super nice guy. And uh, he said, man, would you mind sending that to the office? Because, you know, a lot going on here. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And he took a copy, and then I sent him one to the office. Two months goes by. Was this on a floppy disk back in the day or something? I'm just asking. Hey, you got to tell you me I'm a son of a bitch. You <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no. You're an asshole, Eric. DVD, <laughs> just so you know. Okay. okay. So, it was, it was first year in. <laughs> it was a Blu-ray. It was on a compass. They didn't have Blu-ray then. Oh, sorry. Hey, look, hey, look at me. Legit. They didn't have Blu-ray then. You're sick, Kurt. But Kyle's DVD burner was the size of, like, the original Nintendo. Yes. It was refrigerator. Like a, yes. Right. And a pull yeah. start on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd put gas in it. Classic. But, uh, so uh, whenever I, I sent it to David, and plus he took the one, two months goes by. And at the time, I was married, and phone rings. She picks up the phone, and she looks at me because she, she has no idea who this guy is. She says, there's a David Blanton on the phone. Daryl Blanda. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. give me the phone. So, give me that. <laughs> so I went and I sat in my daughter's bedroom. And like a little schoolgirl talking to him, and he's like, hey, Kyle. Uh, he said, we get like six or 700 of these pilot shows in every year. That's back when people sent them in. Yeah. He said, your stands out. We'd like to work with you. And because of David Blanton, there's another guy named Chris Griffin at Realtree. Because of those two is the reason Adrenaline ever got off the ground. No kidding. Yeah, but they aligned us with Realtree licensed partners. Mm-hmm. Right? And that leads to me meeting a guy named Pete Crawford from G5. Mm-hmm. And we've had a long, uh, great history together. I ended up meeting Chase. But, so the next year, we had just enough money. Well, not, I had to put some money in. But we had to get the show off the ground and get to the airwaves. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I paid my airtime up front. It was a network called the Man Network or something like that. You remember that network? Oh, yeah. It yeah. crashed. The I, Man I, Network? Well, so. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the men's network, and then it, I think it kind of morphed into verses or. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, it went bankrupt because I, yeah, I did, actually yeah. lost, I paid my airtime up front and lost all men's my channel. Money. Men's no men's channel. Men's shit. Yeah, I yeah, lost man. all my money. Yeah. So, starting negative now, right? Got a phone call from a guy named Monty Daniels at the Sportsman Channel. Oh man, Monty, <laughs> he's a great what dude. What a good dude, dude. He's Monty's a he's, he's good. Dude. Yeah. So awesome. He's got my back all the time. At sports, he still work for sports. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. he does. No, yeah, he's, he's he, and he's been he's through a lot of transitions with those guys, and he mm-hmm. he continues he's to survive because he's such a good dude. So, uh, Monty calls me. He says, "Look, let's work a deal. Let's get you guys, you know, on the air since you've already got all the stuff produced." That was in '08 or '09, and I apologize for not knowing exactly. I can have, I can get you the answer. So if I was you want. just graduating high school for the record. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. So was we I. all were. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. I hate you. That's a rub it in. <laughs> so, mind you, all this is going on. I had sold the archery shop, still in the sheet metal trade, right? And I'm not just. Oh, sheet, still in it. Yeah, and I'm not just a sheet metal worker. I'm running work for my boss. Okay, okay right. so I guess I didn't realize you were still doing sheet metal work, started an archery shop, then sold it while still doing sheet metal, and then started Adrenaline yes. this time. Okay. Yes. It just was, to clarify. I think it was 09 that you. Actually hit the air with Sportsman? Um Yes, I think, I think it was '09 that you hit the air with sports. No kidding. Then, uh, 
So things start to get off the ground a little bit. Then, I don't know, how did I meet you, Chase? Uh, you had, because uh, I had started Rubline in 2008. Mm-hmm. So our careers literally almost exactly paralleled. Right. At the same time. And, and then we had a couple mutual friends who had kind of introduced us down the road. Yeah. And it was like, you guys need to co-collaborate. And I like, believe, was it, wasn't it at the Iowa Deer Classic? It might have been, yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Magical place. So he, it actually is, man. When you, no. do, when you network the right yeah, way. Yeah, it's a fantastic. When you yeah. network the right way. The right, right. way is the right. Right. key. <laughs> so, and then we've been uh, growing and going ever since. Um, but, you know, I used to have editors and different things like that and the other. And it's, if it's, the show was never like I really wanted it to be. Right. right? Uh, Growing pains, right? Right, yeah. right. And then you never really, even editors as good as they can be, never really know the footage like you know it yourself. Right, right. Or, or have the same vision. Right. You, I mean, it, they could, but it takes time to narrow it takes that time down. to whittle it down, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, I had some that guys are pretty good at like getting the idea of what I wanted. So I ended, up, I ended up taking over doing all the editing, and now the show is. I'm pretty happy with the show for the last couple of years because it's exactly what I want it to be, which we've learned from our audience. Our audience has asked us to, look, we've seen you shoot some deer, right? We know you can shoot deer. I want, we want to know how you're shooting deer, what, right. how you're getting yourself in position. The yeah. process right? of shooting yeah. deer. Right. Yep. And, you know, I mean, these, the guys that listen to this probably kind of test how many big deer can you see get shot, but you, eventually you want to know. Yeah. Right. right? They if want they the breakdown of it right. and all that. Yeah. yeah, to see if they're doing either the same thing. Maybe they're doing it better. Right. Uh, I've done seminars where I've had guys in the audience that I guarantee you know more than I know, you know? Yeah. I just, but I always preface with, this is back when we used to do seminars all the time. Remember? Oh God, I do remember. <laughs> so didn't I used to have to help you with the audio visual visual? Yes. The, oh my God. You take a shirt off and stand up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it to, it's like a ring girl. Yeah. yeah. Hold Walk around with cards. Hold, hold yeah. the cue cards. Yeah. You know, that's, what's crazy is like the industry is not that old. Like as far as the commercialization of, the hunting industry, you know, getting it on television and yeah, yeah. and running commercials and right. doing all those things, seminars like what you're talking about. Yeah. That whole industry is not that old, but we feel so old when we talk about it because, I mean, we were putting PowerPoints together. The things change, like, have well, evolved so changed. fast. It's changed. It it's so an yeah. evolved. Changed just the girl from Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the slide. But even though, well, it's like even though we're a different generation, I mean, we've been recording roughly six years, like from year one to now. Now, right. Look the, at the, the equipment. Well, I feel like the podcast industry has changed because no one took us seriously for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then now it's like now the podcast industry is like this whole big sliver of the outdoor market because and now you see all these big hunting shows that were never a podcast. Now all of a sudden they have like this half ass podcast because i feel like they just need to have one because everyone right. else has one right yeah. which Don't, is great for us no worries here yeah. right. i'll just come talk to you guys hey, <laughs> there well, you go. <laughs> hey you just be a frequent guest and you don't need to start your own but i near, like, near a cost startup you, you got i think go. i think what's cool and then now like you see the podcast thing but i remember doing seminar stuff with kyle 10 years ago and you would see these you know dads that love to hunt and this and that but they would bring their kids and maybe their kids were like seven years old, eight years old, right? Nine years old. They had to drag them to these seminars. We'd mm-hmm. see them out in the crowd. And right. you'd think, oh, geez, that kid's got to think this is terrible. Sitting yeah. here listening to a couple old dudes sitting up on stage talking about deer hunting. But then now those guys are like 17, 18, 19 year old, right? And they're starting things like podcasts. They're starting right. things like yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. And you realize you're like, well, that's just. We were the pioneers, babe. 
and they're the next evolution, <laughs> right? Like they're right. well, and also too, they were the, they were like kind of there listening, but now they're actually getting into it, where they're actually getting serious about hunting. Yes. We're like, hey, I listened to your seminar back when I was seven years old, and that actually yeah. got me into it, and right. got me interested. The influence is greater than you probably realized at the time. Exactly. And as long as they keep doing yeah. it and and bring more like their next generation into it. Right. Then our sport has a chance. Then our sport has a chance. Absolutely. So so building into all that, doing the seminars and everything, like the growth of it all, I guess that's where we're getting where adrenaline is now. I mean, like, did it feel like you got to be, like when I mentioned earlier, like one of those top-tier shows on on outdoor television, did it feel like it was a long crawl hustle or – Dude, it's, it? it's still a hustle. <laughs> yeah. still, every day is a grind. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But I'm a grinder by nature. I mean, as you can tell, with, between a sheet metal trade, the archer shop, and trying to start a, a right. dome and then start rolling stuff. It's just how I've always been. But that's not really the perspective to the viewer all the time, though. You know, like a no. lot of guys probably think you just had money and bought airtime, and then you just have money already, <laughs> and you bought property, and then here's your show. And so it's you're just. So in the beginning, people would say to me, well, how did you ever get started? Because I want to do this. I said, here's what you do. You take about $400,000, and you pour gasoline all over it, and you throw a match on it. Yeah. That's how you started back then. And then yeah. after it burns out, throw another one on yeah. it. <laughs> between, I mean, even camera gear, right? Camera gear was so $20,000 for a camera. Now, I mean, I hate to even admit to this, but now you can go to Best Buy, and for about 1500 to 2000 bucks, man, you're in the game. Yeah. Really? Right? I mean, you're literally in the game. And yeah. it's good and it's bad. Right, because you get a lot of the YouTube stuff out there. And I'm not knocking the YouTube stuff at all or anything online, but uh, some of the stuff can be pretty rough. Right. And I think uh, the industry uh, companies are starting to realize, look, we need to, like, it used to be, oh, man, these guys will do it for nothing, right, mm-hmm. this YouTube channel. And then they're like, wait a minute, these guys got, like, I mean, we, we're drinking here, obviously. But, you know, on video, these guys got, like, beer cans laying around, deer's all bloody. This is not how we want our company represented right. on video. Yep, right. Right. And that's one thing I will say about uh, outdoor television, between Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel. They do a really good job of policing how we look as hunters. Yeah, right? yeah, which is good. Right. Definitely good. Right. And I'm not, you know, again, not knocking the guys online at all. I mean, if you guys can take a swing for the fence, go for it. I did. There, there's a way to look and a way not to look. I get it. I think that's understandable, yeah. too. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, I get that for sure. Well, like, you know, um, let's fast forward. and So I've shot a bunch of deer or whatever. That's cool. Uh, we fast forward. I meet Linda. 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 <laughs> never. Could, could we take a minute? <laughs> could you say it one more time, Linda? Linda. Linda. Arriba. Arriba. So. <laughs> Me gusta. Like she's <laughs> exactly like she sounds. She's five foot two and ninety two pounds, soaking wet. So, uh, she's she's never. I've been through a divorce at this point. Been about five years. She's. Ne- I meet her. She's never hunted. She don't know what I do for a living, and that's what I wanted. And yeah, I didn't know about the industry. I didn't no. know. Was hunting even on your radar at all? No, none. No. That's cool. Wasn't against it. Like, not, no, not no even, I wasn't against not it. Not even as simple as, like, gone out and rabbit hunted with your dad or squirrel hunted. I, or, I mean, I had gone out um, once or twice, uh, like, one time with coyotes, one for deer, but I wasn't actually hunting. Oh, you were you just know, in I was the just, party. Right, going yep. along, yep. Um, but had no... Again, I wasn't against it. I had no issue, but um, no understanding the depth of, you know, um, what you do mm-hmm. to really hunt. Right. Um, and no clue 
regarding the hunting industry, mm-hmm. shows or anything. I mean, just nothing, just like <laughs> right. And that honey it's a circus. could be a career. It knows a thing. No, at all. no idea. <laughs> yeah, honey it's funny that Kyle got a callback when she said, "Oh, so what do you do for a living?" <laughs> no, you should have it's seen funny that she even stuff. returned that email or that voicemail. Actually, <laughs> so we met for lunch, and we hit it off. And then I explained to her while we're at lunch what I do, and she was like, she could not wrap no, her head around. Yeah, I didn't really comprehend. She's just like, I don't understand. I'm like, no, I really do an outdoor television show. You're like, that, you, you, yeah. you have your own business, okay, but you do an outdoor oh. Okay, I don't yeah. really know what that means. So <laughs> then I took her to the farm, and we went and checked trail cameras, and oh, she's like... Oh, my gosh, it was fantastic. The farm for, was yeah. fantastic. Not, yeah, you know, I cool. still wasn't like the show. It wasn't that, but it was like... She's like, so these things beautiful. take pictures of deer <laughs> when you're not here. <laughs> when they walk by. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly yeah. right. Yep. And, uh, and you do what with those? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> what a way to get like thrown into like just the oh, mix of it all. That totally. And so fast forward again... So we're in a tree stand. Uh, it was the day after Thanksgiving or the day before. Uh, Pete Crawford was in town. Yes. And I had shot a deer. I guess it was after, after Thanksgiving. I had shot a deer Thanksgiving morning. So Linda's up to bat. Buck comes in. She shoots him. She makes an absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at a deer and that's where you want to hit him with your eyes, that's exactly where the arrow went. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deer goes 80 yards, piles up. The cool, yeah, you can wipe your hands. Right? The cool part of it is she almost loses it in the tree, but she keeps it together. She was so excited. She wanted to cry, but she wasn't sure. And to tell you how, and this is not a dig on you, but to show you how exper- inexperienced she was, she shoots the deer, hit the, hits the off shoulder as he's quartering away. Errol pops back out. Right. She's like, oh, my God, I didn't get him. I'm like, no, you crushed him. Oh, you him. crushed him. Right? Yeah, you crushed yeah. him. He did. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so when we do the recovery, she was – it was one of our most popular shows ever, um, and the nice part about it is because you know the industry's full of a lot of um, how do I want to say this? I'll just Dembos. say it. egos. I'll just say, egos and, and uh, people that are trying Sorry, to portray themselves <laughs> or their no, wife or their girlfriend or whatever they call as an expert. I went too fast. Dick bags. Yeah. Right. So we've never duck girls. Yeah. Duck girls. Yeah. Duck guy Doug in here. What's up, Doug? Quack quack. Hey. Quack quack. Get at him, man. We are digressing. <laughs> so, listen, the further this podcast goes, the worse it gets. So, <laughs> you guys are fucked. Oh, yeah. You're not eating for the worse, yeah. yeah. So, I love he says that as he takes a swig of yeah. beer. He's like, yeah, we're going to need more of this. So, Where's my wine? No. So, actually, Linda's show, you should probably get we've some. never portrayed her as being like an expert, ever. She's always been a beginner. So, everybody yeah. watching is going along and learning or experiencing what she's learning as she goes is the right. best way to put right. that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way we've always done it. It's, it's just straight up. And her show of killing that deer was one of our most popular shows. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I can see that, though, too. I, I got a question for you, Linda. What did your family think? Like, you you start dating this crazy cat who, I, pro- I don't know this, but I'm going to say it, like, kills things on TV for a living to be, I mean, if you don't know, that's right. how, be how you view it. What what do they think? And then you get in on this. You're on the show. You kill a deer with a bow. What are they like? What's their perspective? Like, well, I'm very I can only imagine <clears throat> from an outside deal. Like, no idea what to expect. Well, I mean, I'm very blessed in the sense of um, like my family. Um, I mean, my mom and I are super close, and um, um, my kids and I also, and my sisters and, and whatnot. And so, um, I mean, I, I definitely no one had a true understanding. You know, at the beginning. Um, but again, they were all very supportive. Right. Uh, and so, you know, the more that, um, 
I would try to explain it to them as, you know, I became more familiar and he would, you know, try to explain it to them and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, again, they were, I mean, they were, they were supportive. They were just yeah. excited, um, for me and, um, you know, whatever I wanted to be happy and, you know, and whatever I was doing to do well. Right. So, um, I'm very blessed in that and. You know, they were, That's cool. they were all excited. I mean, they would always watch the show or, you know, we would send them videos or pictures. I mean, just <laughs> right. they would always ask. And so it was it was always good. That, that outside perspective always interests me. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm so involved in it and you guys, we all are right? The, right. We rarely get an honest outside perspective. So from someone going from zero to a thousand. It's, it's got to be shocking. Oh, she got thrown it, into the it, fire. It is. Yeah, I, fast, I, 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 bet. I mean, because um, I don't. I have no idea, no clue what it's like to go hunting without multiple cameras on you, yeah. without a hot all dude these going things with you. we have. Meat, meat, <laughs> fishing in her ear. Just a big old chunk I mean, of man meat following you around. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, I mean, this is his, you know, the, the, his job, his business. And, his livelihood. Yes, and yeah. it is. And it, so it's like, you know, I, and I don't, I know nothing, you know, mm. and, I mean, whether, and he, whether he's teaching me, you know, what I need to do. I mean, and so it's a. Um, uh, it's a heck of it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know? I can and, imagine. Um, and so it's it was uh and still is it's it's a lot. It's yeah. and I I I don't know anything else, but um, well, you know, hope, I mean, he's I, been hunting forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I have not. Well, well, I, don't, um, I don't hold back either, do I? I put you in the. No, what I mean by that is not at all. I don't care how big the deer is if it's the winds good that the moon phase is good that the temperatures are better if everything's good and i got 100 percent feeling we're gonna go kill this deer and she it's her she's up we're going to that spot i'm not right. putting her off to the side no and no he's else. very good right. about i mean he but he doesn't hold back in in any part i mean whether it's <laughs> you know um you know uh, knocking her off me uh you know having the chance at a you know a, a great deer or um uh any category. Let's, let me just put it that yeah. way. <laughs> I think, I, there's a lot of, there's but, a lot of, not really argue. I'm just so intense in the tree. I don't mean to be. Well, you're I, in your element. Let me put it this you way. You are in your element. Ton, you're in a different. A ton of pressure. And he doesn't have. I'm like, what do you mean pressure? He doesn't have. figure it out for you, I say. I, like, I did all the homework. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't have my perspective. Yeah. So, right. and that understanding. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's totally different. And it, this might sound strange, um, but he, He's six two and you know whatever. Yeah, I'm five two and ninety pounds. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I'm walking oh, we're around. We're gonna go down this road. <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this. Boots now. too big. <laughs> right. Clothing, you know, too big. <laughs> trying to get through, carrying a bow, carrying equipment. You're trying yeah. to get up the tree down, you know, and it's just like whew. hard to so, keep up. Don't let her fool you. I carry everything, and she still sounds like Sasquatch walking yeah. by. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? What are you doing back there? <laughs> Got her one of those baby like backpack things, <laughs> carrying all that shit. In. Oh, might as well. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Absolutely. Be a gentleman, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Heck God yeah. damn it. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to dive into with you, Kyle, before this goes completely south, south the rails, because I know Chase is like, I bite like Chase is making, he's over here <laughs> making. Plato snakes. <laughs> he's making Plato snakes over here. Just We're waiting not to talk about pig man. He just sipping on his drink. Oh he's sipping on his drink, waiting. I was literally like yeah. about to si- signal to Ross over there who does not have a headset. I'm like, Ross, you might need to bring a bottle over here. <laughs> if I got to keep bottle being service, quiet send, about out the, <laughs> send out the Ross signal. <laughs> I feel bad. I wish we had more headphones for these guys. Too. I know it's it, it, it's probably a good thing not, not that we get everybody fired up, but 
Uh, Kyle, you're a big butt killer, man. You've killed some, mm. some stud, yeah. stud whitetails. Yeah. In your eyes, and this is me diving into what I, I want to try to tap into some whitetail tactic stuff with you here. In your eyes, what makes the difference between a consistent big buck killer in the whitetail world versus not being able to kill big bucks consistently? Like, what's the one thing a lot of guys are missing out on? Okay. This comes back from my sheet metal days when I only had, like, two weeks off. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, you got two weeks off, so no matter what, you're going to hunt, right? Yep. yep. Even, no matter what the weather is, no matter what the, you're going to try it. The biggest thing that separates big deer killers from guys that might shoot one every three or four years is patience. Mm-hmm. And that is you do not go in until you got a 100% feeling that you're going to kill him. Gotcha. Bottom line. Right? So don't push it when it's not right. No, I mean, dude. There, once a once a whitetail gets to be five and a half years old, I considered him to be the ultimate survival machine. Anyway, yeah, you're in their environment. You do anything different? It's like you G- walk give in, me a breakdown example. What you're you in their bedroom? Like, a, give me a situational example. Um. Uh, okay, let's talk about Prince. Okay, the reason I'm going to talk about the Prince buck, uh, big typical ten. He, he ended up uh, scoring 175. Deer it took me three years to shoot that deer. Mm-hmm. Okay, but thank you, sir. I, one of the biggest things about him is he never lived on the farm, okay? So he velveted like two, I know this because the neighbors would send me pictures, he would velvet like two miles away. As soon as he shed his velvet, he would move over, but he was super nocturnal. And he moved in a very, very... Very. Like, who's that chase making noise? Chase over there. Like, I'm trying to move my microphone out of the way so you can talk. So he's getting whiskied up. <laughs> so, anyway, this deer had a core area that... I knew where he was at because I'd get pictures of him, but it'd be nighttime. You could not get down on this deer. Was he 18? 2018? 17? 2017, I believe. Yeah. And he was always, when I would get him in daylight, he was always in the southwest food plot when the winds were always, and this is something that bow hunters need to realize, this winds were always good for him. When the winds were good for me, I'd go hunt it, and I wouldn't see him. Well, there's a reason why I wouldn't see him, because they weren't good for him. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, right. You, know, I, you, you know, I'm calculating, you know, the rising moon or the falling moon and the barometric pressure is over a third. I'm calculating all these things, wind directions. And I know I'm running out of time because every year by about the end of, by around Thanksgiving or so, he's gone. There's like a two week window. I got my gosh, I need to figure out how to get an angle on this deer. And I finally took a chance. And this is not a plug for scent crusher. This is the truth. This this happened, okay? No, but I appreciate that. This is the show to make plugs for him. No, I mean, the, you can Honestly, do that here. Yeah. This literally happened. Really so, because uh, I'm a guy that I'm I remember real, this, yeah. I'm so finicky about my wins, man. I just I just won't go in. I don't care how big the deer is. I'm not going to go screw it up. Safe play. Yeah, just yeah. how it is. And it's because I figure patience will eventually it'll happen for sure three years later i take a chance right so three <laughs> years later there i was <laughs> there i was <laughs> mad because i'm like he's gonna leave any day yeah and i got a crosswind right and i'm like okay i get up in the stand i'm like i'm gonna try this on a crosswind i mean i sent crush down i sprayed i did everything i gotta do get in the stand i got like i don't know half a dozen does come out and i got a, a little three-year-old eight-point buck bumping these does all over this food plot in front of me i'm like okay we're good the wind's blowing from the east to the west they're out in front of me just south of me all of a sudden that buck bumps all them all six of them straight downwind at me mm-hmm. i'm like oh fuck here we, go. Over. here we go yeah here we yeah. go you got that many noses on you right now let alone eyes get nose down yeah so i'm like <laughs> freaking out i'm so i'm trying to film them a little bit because i'm self-filming at this point too which is i 
we'll talk about that in a bit. I love self filming. Really? And, wow. You know, I just it's a whole other level. And uh, so the little buck goes out a little bit, and all of a sudden that little buck looks up to the other end of the food plot, and he walks straight away. I knew I'm like. Prince is out here. Yeah. And no shit. As soon as I turned the camera, there he was. He come out and he was just standing there looking around. And uh, I thought, okay. Well, as I do that, I'm filming him. I look over. I got all these does. Like just one doe is acting kind of funny. Like yeah. She kind of knows, but she's not real sure, right? And then Prince starts to come toward him. And he took their or her mind, I suppose, off of whatever that was. Because she's like, oh, gosh, he's going to chase me, right? Right, right. So he comes up. I end up shooting about like 47 yards, which is a, a poke for a big deer, right? Yeah. I practice, so I don't want everybody thinking that's just anybody can make the shot. You got to practice. Yeah, you're the th- shot. throwing them out there. <laughs> Not right. a fluke. You, you, you got to kind of do this thing for well, your livelihood. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I owned an archery shop. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, you're a hustler. Right. Uh, so let me say that. <laughs> I end up shooting him, and he went. He didn't make it out of the food plot. Basically, died right at the edge. And, uh, you know, that, that story there is a story of three years' worth of patience. Right. And then – you know, trusting a product that, you know, at this point of the game with adrenaline, we've been doing this for so long. I am not using any, I don't have to, I'm not using anything I don't believe in. It's bottom line. Right. Yeah. Which is very fair. Right. Yeah. So you would say the number one thing is guys rush in, like get a trail cam picture of a deer. Oh. And they're like, I got to get in there right now when the wind's not in their favor and they go in and blow it and they don't realize they're blowing it maybe. Right. And believe me, my phone, ask her, it's oh, yeah. nonstop. Told so many people, I mean, that, that, you know, they're like, oh, I've got this deer, I've got this deer. And it's like, well, you know, and he's trying to tell them and teach them what are the winds, what are this, what are that, what are this. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they're like in there all the time, all the time. And it's like, you're not helping yourself. Right. You're not. You're doing more you're, harm. You're, I, yes, I mean, I, you are not. You want to get the steer, then you need to listen. Right. I'm compassionate to the fact that they got this winter to hunt. Right. <clears throat> so I'm always like, okay, if you could figure out a different angle on him, that sort of thing. You know? So is it fair to say that less is more when applied correctly and absolutely hunting. like hunting more just to hunt more to be out there is not it's hurting you're, you're not doing that. absolutely that's fair. especially if you got a smaller farm yeah. of course right. yeah you know and, and that's kind of something we get into a little bit you know the with us in podcasts especially now the whole public private things in debate and one of my arguments for the private land guys is you know say most guys have like a 40 acre piece sometimes smaller sometimes a little bigger but 40 acres is like that good middle line to talk about mm-hmm. is to chase one deer that uses a 40-acre piece in whatever his range is, to hunt that deer consistently takes a different skill set than hunting deer on a 20,000-acre piece of public because oh. your moves have to be a little more calculated. Absolutely. If you're going to kill a deer within this certain box mm-hmm. of property that he's using. Um, it's, I mean, it's, that's a pretty good example of Prince. I mean, it's, uh, that's, we have a larger farm, and he was always in this little box on that farm, and then he'd be gone. Yeah, right. yeah. So I mean, I had to treat it like a forty-acre piece of property, right, yeah. with a food plot, and that—that's a pretty good example. But you know, we have some bigger farms, we have some smaller farms. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know. My first, oh gosh, twelve to fourteen years of bow hunting, man, it was all on, in Shawnee National Forest and public hunting. And really, I learned how to shoot deer down no, there, man. No kidding. Oh, God, I single-handedly killed the deer herd out down there. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still making a recovery, huh? <laughs> that's back when. In Illinois, you got, well, you guys don't remember because you weren't even born. But uh, that was back when you could. In Illinois, there was unlimited buck tags. You could shoot as many as you wanted. I just yeah. kept shooting every year and a half old buck come by me, man. You know, I just no kept, kidding. Yeah, I just kept shooting. But I mean, you look how big those properties are. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's. Uh, let's say you're hunting a average eighty acre piece of ground, right? Mm-hmm. On an eighty acre piece of ground, you've got how many neighbors? 
right? And then of those neighbors, how many neighbors? And how many hunters stack upon how many right. hunters? Now, that's great. It's private ground. It's fantastic. you got 80 acres of private ground. But when you go and hunt public, what's the average public piece around here? Thousands. Shit, yeah. Thousands, Thousands of yeah. acres, right? Yeah. yeah. And public has such a bad rap, nobody hunts it. So it, it, it's crazy the difference. Yeah. If you can kill a deer on private ground consistently, a big mature deer, because um, I know you hunt a lot of small, small parcels, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all those parcels have neighbors. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, a, it's a really one. good skill set to try to kill a deer on 80 acres or 60 acres or, yeah. or 150 acres because that piece of ground's already got four borders. And then those four 80s or four 120s or 160s mm-hmm. have got four borders. And then the attention that outdoor production, video production, television oh, brings. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I, I do. I do want to get into that. But one thing I want to ask quick, <laughs> Linda even sighed. Just because <laughs> I want, I want to hear some of your experience. Like so, talking about going in on the right times, like the right wind, the right weather, the right situation for you. Um, but you can't go in on what just works for you because it's not working for the deer. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen a mature buck move with the wind to his back in a certain spot, like where, like you caught him in this window, um, if at all? Well, okay, here I'll give you an example. I was just talking about this earlier to Doug. So, I this year as a buck, we real original lamb, just the old tens, what I call them. Okay, I like it. So, yeah. So <laughs> I knew there was a buck. Because every time I shed hunt, it's one of the biggest things for me is we go shed hunting. Sure, I'm finding antlers like crazy. But, man, I am scouting like a wild man. Mm-hmm. I am checking everything out, man. Yeah. And even on a farm I've had for years. Is that when you do most of your yes. scout work? Absolutely. Because the, it's like human intrusions at the lowest compared to hunt yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, I won't even go into my sanctuaries. I do. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm uh, during that time. Just during, during shed season. Yeah, I'm not going for a day. He goes in and he'll walk find, it yeah. and get out. He'll I mean, I mean you're not talk about you're like not what he you're, finds you're or so what we used find to there explaining stuff. They're so used to human scent that it's not, you know. Yeah. So, but during deer season obviously I have sanctuaries I don't go in. But so I went in, I guess it was around the 10th of October this year. It was getting into the lull. And there's a spot where I know there's always a big deer, there's always a bunch of rubs in there. It was raining. It was about noon. I was going to go in there and pull a stand. Because I'd never, ever hunted this stand. I hung it when I first got the farm. I thought, this would be a great spot. And I never hunted it because I started to realize that I was just going to screw a bunch of stuff up getting that deep. Yeah. So I'll just go in there now, right, and pull the stand down. Well, as soon as I come up the side of this ridge, I start seeing all these rubs. And they were fresh. <laughs> that old boy, here we go. Yeah. And, I kept, and it's pouring down rain. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm going for it. i got to go drop down. i go up another side of another ridge anyway. About that time, man, I busted him out. Big, the old 10, right? He's 160, 165-inch deer. Yeah. Uh, takes barreling off I'm like okay i know he's in here right so uh i go tear the stand down and get out of there and i hung that same set just in the corner of this field i walked in from this corner of this field 80 yards where i bumped him right so i could back back out after i get that stand down and i hung it right on the edge like uh, i was like i got it on I don't, I don't remember when the winds got right it was like four or five days later and everything was right sure enough he come out in the corner of that beans he was feeding so that deer was only going 80 yards, bed to feed. Wow. And you should have seen the ridge line. It was If there was one, there was 150. He owned it. He, oh, he, he just shredded it. it. He knew yeah. he owned it. Yeah. And people said, why well, didn't you shoot him? Well, because I get certain deer in my head. Assessed. I get certain deer under my skin. Air quotes going here. So trying to – trying to. Uh, uh, answer your question is like <laughs> that deer moved. Uh, 
only with the wind in his favor. Right. right. But I was on a crosswind off to the side a little bit. And I was basically doing some scouting to kind of see what else was going on in the area. And sure enough, he came out. And there was three other bucks that came out, or two other bucks that came out as well. But he come out, He owns it. He comes out there, and he just did his thing, and he so went back in. I asked that question because I feel like I'm – I feel like I had, like, kind of a turning point a few years ago in, like, my whitetail hunting where I had I do interviews, you know. We interview some of the best – Whitetail killers in the game, and Absolutely. Uh, one of our good buddies, Clark Cummins, talked about quartering wins. You know, if you can sliver on a quartering win, where you know it's in your favor, but it's also in the buck's favor, you can get in there and kill them. And I started like thinking about wind direction a little more and how deer use it. And I'm not killing 200 inch deer like we are in here in Ross's Club 200, but I feel like for me that changed a little more, and I'm constantly trying to like understand that. So that's why I was curious to ask you, a guy who's killed some super high caliber whitetails, like. How often have you seen a whitetail do shit that didn't make sense for him? Um, and it's like I, I haven't seen it often. Like one of the bucks I killed was a almost 160, like eight, big older buck, five-and-a-half-year-old buck. And he went to the wind with his back for like a 100-yard span, but right to the spot to get the wind back in his favor. You know, right. like, you know, it's just a small – it wasn't like he was traveling for two miles with the wind to his back. So, but – but so, he still had that quartering when you were talking about. Yeah, he was well, he was working back to get it back. You're talking that's, that's a common it's a common wind among guys that shoot some deer is it's called the almost wrong for me and almost right for him wind. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what I call it. I've been calling it for years, and uh, we need so, a better name. No, I mean it's just, but it's a pretty good name. Can so, we just make <laughs> up like a like a term for it though? It's That'd like, be fun, it's, right? It's like when you're like. The in out, the whiskey wind. Let's just call it that. <laughs> well, look, good example, like Prince. It was almost wrong. It's almost for me. wrong and almost right. Yeah, yeah. I think you might be onto something the, with the whiskey wind. I was hunting. On, I was hunting them on a whiskey, the whiskey wind. wind. See, we could make that a, like a term in the Pretty industry. Good. That's true. Right. Where people are like, man, I, I, I got a whiskey wind. I think Start I can pull it, it off. And, and this is not going to launch for three more weeks. And by the way, Kurt's already drive. filed the trademark. You're on the copyright trademark. I could probably drive home. I probably shouldn't. It's a whiskey wind. It's a whiskey wind. I think you're on to something. So I can yeah, see the back of call the truck a, we'll call sticker. We'll call that a whiskey wind. The truck sticker there right now. Whiskey. Okay, so from now on, we'll call I like that. It's a whiskey wind. It's a whiskey wind. So I killed Prince on a whiskey wind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiskey to come out, whiskey not. I have. It's funny because that wind is. I mean, most guys cringe. I started over the years. I started learning that that is my favorite wind. When I know, and I she can tell you, and I get my. I'm going in. It's, it's high just, stakes, but it could happen. It's going to happen. You know? The chances of that happening on on a whiskey win are much better than, like, if it's just oh, in your favor. Like I right. said before, you go hunt in your favor and you don't see him. You're like, why don't I see him? He was just here yesterday. Well, the wind, you couldn't hunt it yesterday. Winds were wrong for you, but they were right for him. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, right. like, the number one thing that gets painted through social media and guys bitching about, like, Absolutely. trail cam pictures driving guys nuts. And then, I'm not seeing this buck in daylight. It's probably because... Of the well, wind deal. Wind, and there's also entry and exit. Like, some guys don't realize it. A lot of times, you know, uh, walking in, you screw it up before you even, before you oh, even yeah. get in the stand. Right. Right. Yep. And then, or they're in the, a lot of guys, deer in the food plot. So what happens? you got 20 deer in the food plot, and it gets dark, right? Guy, a lot of guys pile out of the tree. they got the winds good for them the next day. They go, this time they only see 10 deer. They pile out of the tree. The next day they only see three. I don't know what's happening. Well, See, I know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You're bumping them, man. Makes yeah. sense. What you do know? you do typically if, like, you're hunting a food plot and you got all those deer come in and then you got to get down? Like, how long do you wait? It or? can be a long night. That's <laughs> Linda. Yeah. Yes. The coyote app on my phone is a life. Actually, I've heard guys doing that. I have yes. a coyote call in my backpack. And a lot of times that they'll only hop a little bit and they kind of raise their tails and they'll walk around real stiff like it. 
I can whistle like a son of a gun like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ooh, as soon as I go like that, they all But scatter. I think it's the association, really? like, if they think it's a coyote at first, and maybe I'm wrong, it, it at least makes me feel better. Right. Right. No, like, no. Yeah. I've done the initial spook. They're like, why is that yes. coyote in that tree? <laughs> I've done the same thing where you what just do hell? like. All my deer think coyotes live in trees, by the way. <laughs> yeah. you, you do that where you do it away from. Yeah. And all of a sudden they just look right at you. Right. Do, they do hobble you, a little bit. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Do you see much like effect and pressure for deer like coming into the plot in daylight? Like after like a coyote howl, I don't know, two nights, three you nights know, in a row? or I have the luxury of like moving to another farm. Now I'm insane that I get a certain buck under my skin and I want to stay on him. Yeah. Because right? yeah. I know like at a certain window or whatever. Um, I, a lot of times I have a different stand or different angle because – yeah, let's face facts. I, this is what I was talking about in seminars. I tell guys all the time when I used to do seminars, like, look, if you hunted my farms and you hunt it, you're worth your salt as a bow hunter and you play the winds and you get to hunt every day like me, you're shooting the same deer as me as long as you can make a shot. Yeah. Done. Right. Yeah. So that's bottom line. So I usually have a lot of opportunity or a lot of different options. Options. Right. You know? sure. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. Yeah. The, ki- the, the coyote house is a good out, but I, I do know what you're saying because I used to do that too. You know, have deer out there. Oh, it's dark. I'm safe. Get down. Plow through everything, and then it's like, ah, oh, dude, you just fucked everything up. You yep. know it. Yeah. But no, we wait. It's... Wait and wait. <laughs> yeah. That's and funny. I'm up there like an ice cube. Before before <laughs> we know it, it's <laughs> nine o'clock. It's I got all my gear on. I'm down to base. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so, crazy. So going back to that. So you know, making the moves in the right for you, and entry and exit is pretty much the main thing that. So okay, a lot of guys, a lot of my buddies thought it was crazy when I started telling them to do this because it works for me like crazy. Um, is a lot of times on our farms, I won't go in in the dark in the morning. I'll wait really? and I'll glass mm-hmm. the fields and I'll watch because you know that was one thing you taught me. I'm a weirdo. I remember that about walking That's in the dark. Ross, and, Ross Pigger does that. And you spook deer. You don't know what deer you spooked. It's dark. I can't right. stand that. Right. So I'll just sit and I'll glass in my truck. Mm-hmm. It might be a half hour after daylight, and guys, the other guys are like, "You're crazy, man." And the deer, all deer seem to do this. They work their way off the fields. You bust ass in there, whether you got, I don't care what, you got a bike or you got a, I don't care what you got. You get in there, get in your stand. Usually within about 45 minutes, there's like this, this lull in the deer activity. They all go into timber and they feed on different proteins and whatnot. And then they'll start to work their way back out for a yeah. little bit. And then they go to bed. It's like that, um, that coldest part of the morning. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not there. And then they'll filter back for another 20, 30 right. minutes. Right. Yeah, exactly. When the sun comes up right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly One of my best stands, um, I remember this was 2008, nine or whatever, um, where I ended up killing uh, the 529 buck. Oh, you were yeah. the one that told me, you, you said, quit going in there in the mornings. He said, they've got too many eyeballs in those woods. You don't know where they're at. Mm-hmm. You're going to blow that deer out. So I started going in 15 minutes after the sun had come up, and I could see okay, I'm safe to move in there and, in. and actually started seeing a move for not a long time, but for 20, 30 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. in the morning. It's more than what you would have seen if you blew them out. Right, right, yeah. right. And it's, and almost, that, it's almost too like too when they, when there's a little bit of light out and they see it, they know where you are. So they kind of hobble, hobble off. Right. They're not as spooked as if they don't know exact, they don't know where you are at all yeah. coming in the dark. You know what I'm saying? And the worst part is I hate not knowing what I spooked off, right? Yeah, right. that's a right. shitty feeling. God, it, that's terrible. If yeah, you you never would have walked in if you knew there was a 170 standing down there uh, by your stand. You or it's when you're hunting and you see a tail or something, you're like, what was that? Is that a the only thing that's, that's worse is miserable feeling. It's got to be. The only yeah. thing that's worse is when you're hunting a certain deer. 
got them all figured out. You're in the stand, and your phone vibrates, and you look down at one of your cell cameras, and it's about a half a mile away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Son, like, of well, son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, that's a big – I feel like that's kind of like a topic of controversy, like oh. going in the dark or going in after daylight, especially in, like, hunting mornings in October is, like, a big thing. Um, you mentioned the October lull earlier. Do you believe in the October lull? Because there's some guys that don't. Uh, here's what I'll tell you about. Uh, <laughs> I always laugh at this because it's so funny. God, you see a buck beginning of October. I mean, he's still got a summer coat. You know, he's, he doesn't have a huge neck, but he's just got a little bit bigger neck. Yeah. Man, that last week of October, they come out, and it was like, looked like the rock coming out. Like, yeah. What yeah. in the hell happened? And uh, eyebrow, the rock yeah. now, not not 20 years ago. <laughs> right. Well, right. that's what he looks like first. <laughs> right, and then, right, right, right. And I'm like, whoa. Uh, they're still moving. It's a lull. My, I don't care what anybody says. There's a lull in deer movement uh, for bow hunters. They're still moving. But like I said, that old 10 point's a great example. Core area. And he's got acorns. He's got water. He's got everything he needs. He's probably getting up, feeding, yep. bedding back down within a 40 or 50-yard area all day. Yep. Get yep. in on that. Try to kill him. Good luck. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's your entry and exit's the killer. There. Right. Maybe it's just a lull because we're not changing our tactics, right? right? right. We're yeah. still hunting the same way we would October one, yeah. versus or, November fifteenth, exactly. Yeah. So and that, that was my argument. I, we beat this to death a little bit, but I like getting everybody's opinion. There's other people that say if you don't know, if you think there's a lull, you don't know how to hunt deer in October. But I think it's you're bound by your property boundaries, especially as a working class guy. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you might not have like deep timber food sources on your property, so it's a fucking lull for you because there are somewhere right. else feeding I mean, and not getting up and moving very far. We got yeah. crew guys that you know. I mean, we actually pretty much kill deer all year. It, mm-hmm. it never fails. One or two guys end up shooting one during the lull, right? Mm-hmm. And they found something a little, a little nook or cranny in his, you know, a chink in his armor, so to speak, yep, right? Yep, sure. And or they got lucky, you know. They, mm-hmm. hunt, they just, I'm going to go hunt the standing when he just happened to come out of light at the last delight and they shoot him, that sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, you got to, you know, if you're going to hunt a lull like that, in my opinion. You can do a couple of things, which I don't like to go in before daylight a lot of times, but you go in well before daylight, right? I'm talking hours, and sit on top of him. I know there's a few guys, uh, older guys that have done that, and they've shoot some deer. I know guys that used, used to drive mopeds through the timber and bump deer, mm-hmm. go hang their stands the next day, they go sit on top of them, because you can bump them once. Yeah, it's yeah. One that's a, that's a, I will say that about a big deer. You can bump them once, just like I did old 10. You bump him twice, he's moving. Yeah, yeah. You bump him once. He got away with it, and he feels like he got away with it, right? So if you can figure out how to get on him, you know, which I, you know, that's that's a tough. It's very call. calculated move. Oh, that's a. Well, I'd that, rather take my chances. Level. I'd take my chances on like, as the pre-rut starts to come in. There's a lot of factors, right? But, uh, you know, mock scrapes is something that that I love, right? Because I can yeah. manipulate a deer's movement by the mock scrapes. What I mean by that is I can position him how I want him in an area, like. Guy's like, man, he always comes out on this whatever south wind, and I need a northwest wind. Well, if you set your stand up correctly and you go in there right and you got a northwest wind and you got a mosh scrape and he just can't take it because you're starting to get pictures of him, yeah, you yeah. can get lucky enough mm-hmm. that he'll come into that scrape. It might be last night, but he'll come in. Interesting. Right? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, I, good tactic. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. yeah mock scrapes, it seems like the, um, <laughs> I guess I don't know the term for it. I was going to say gateway. For, like, I don't, I don't fuck with scents. I don't fuck with lures. It's just I don't. I'd rather eliminate scent 
mm-hmm. and hunt that way because you're just safer. I feel like putting too much artificial, but I feel like sorry. You're the fine. one thing that I mean, the one thing that I do. <laughs> He's touching Linda. <laughs> Linda, <laughs> Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> the one thing that I do dabble in is mock scrapes, and I feel like that way with our crew and guys that we know. Yeah. It's like. They don't use the fucking Tink 69 bombs off God, the trees no, on every no, limb. No. But the one thing where they will play with is the mock scrapes. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing it seems like when I talk to guys that I consider big whitetail killers, they do dabble in well, that. So what I look, here's what I look for. I always have my cameras out, obviously, and I always have them on video mode for television purposes. Plus, I honestly, I want to see how they turn their head, and I want to see what all they got, right? Yeah. I can really just nice. Yeah, I could really get an idea how big he is and get real close on his uh, score, that sort of age, all that stuff. But what I look for is I get I find an active buck, right? You got to find a guy that's wanting to work scrapes. Yeah, and you can right. say, well, they all want to work scrapes. Well, they all want to work scrapes, but in certain areas. So if you can manipulate that, then you get that same buck, you know, to change just a little bit, you can work it. And it's hard to explain, and I'm probably not explaining it correctly. Everybody's listening is probably like, what are you talking about, Weeder? But <laughs> <laughs> you find a buck that's working scrapes, I take Every one of my trail cameras, as soon as scrapes start to show up, they're all on scrapes. Every single one. Really? Oh, every one of them. Because I don't care that they're going to go to the food plot and feed. I want to know where he's going to be before he gets to that food plot and feeds. Mm-hmm. Right? Because right. you're dialing them in, entry right. and exit that way. Yes, yeah. correctly. Gotcha. And okay. So and then if you, like I said, if you put a mock scrape out and he starts working that, you can start. You can the manipulate him. You can manipulate him. You, know? you can win. You yeah. can win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So you're very, you just seem very calculated in like the way you think about it, the way you map it out. It's like you're not, you're not doing anything <laughs> at low risk. No, he, I don't. Mm, he's a very, very calculated, very deep thinker, very, it's like a chess play. Yeah. I mean, the, exactly the things that he thinks about every play, but then he's thinking, you know, a step ahead, then two steps and three steps and four steps and, oh, it might be this and this. I mean, it's. Uh, well, very, he's it's, very it's, it's good like, at it. It's like it. playing it pool. You're always trying to think about <laughs> what your happens next if move. I hit this. Where right, but if it goes this way, what will I do? Wait, if it goes this way, what will I do? That is the added fact that every buck has an individual personality. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I think yeah. people forget that. Right. I mean, like, yeah. uh, we got uh, a, a decent sized farm in one spot, and I got certain bucks that they're like nomads. They're all over the thing. Then I got bucks. And that totally throws them off. He's right, like, I'm like, what? That's one thing. That's one thing I can't deal with. Like a couple bucks, I was trying to get on this year. It's like I have no idea how to even. And you know, I'm running advice by all the like killers I know, and I just don't know what to do when that happens to me because it's not always. You know what I mean? What do you do? It's just by chance you got to wait it out till it gets predictable or. I can t- some bucks. Honestly, some bucks never become predictable. Yeah, and that's that's. I've just and that drives him. It crazy. just drives me crazy. Uh, I got a buck on the farm, but there are always caveats and everything. Yeah, you know, right. it doesn't matter yeah. what. Mm-hmm. There's always caveats. Hey, that's how they stay alive. Though. So they just make kind of a, this moves is all the time. Side note, funny story. So uh, there's a buck I call Chuck. He'll be seven this year, Chuck. and we got we got here we go for Chuck Norris. <laughs> okay, <Obsessed>. so, Chuck. <laughs> I'm running out of names, man. I know because hey, you don't hey, like I my name. The next one you got to name Gary. I have names. <laughs> Gary. Like my names. So <laughs> you need to start picking Linda's names. See? Yeah, I let her name the deer. She, I killed the one she named Floyd this year. Oh, what but was you that need to Floyd let me who? Name the other ones. Floyd Mayweather, Pretty Boy Floyd, or something like that. Pretty Boy Floyd. He didn't even want to be named that. <laughs> yes, he did. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're I'm with C. I don't know. That's hey. tough. Hey, hey, he's dead now. Tough yeah, he's dead now. But, uh, <laughs> Floyd's dead. So, R.I.P. Yeah. So, so this, so this Chuck Buck, <laughs> we got sheds off of him the whole nine yards. I've had encounters with the deer. She's had encounters with the deer. 
we just can never get him in that right range, right? And so this year, uh, I actually called it. I said, I'm going to, if I kill uh, Floyd or Chuck, it's going to be out of this one particular stand. Uh, And the reason being is this is something for guys to think about. Go back to your last year's encounters. Go back to your last year's trail cameras. I actually found a spot the year before, hung a stand. I had both of those bucks come in. I didn't know that they were going to be in there doing this. They bring them and they would hold these does in, and I watched them breed these does in here. Both of them bucks did it on the same, no baloney, within the same 25-yard radius on this side of this ridge. They held them does there for four days. So I'm like, okay. You're probably thinking, well, why don't you go move in within the four days and shoot one, right? Yeah. Because ah, I'm not a risk taker, right? Well, this, <laughs> so I did move the stand this year another 15 yards so the shot would be closer. And I, I called it. I said, I'll kill either Chuck or I'll kill Floyd in here. I did end up shooting Floyd in there. Didn't see Chuck in there, but see, uh, one thing about a whitetail is he got hurt. And when they get hurt, other bucks take advantage. Yeah. So in a big way. back up a second. When you, when you killed, um, so you killed Floyd, mm-hmm. did Chuck change his patterns? Because you said they were kind of running together. They were breeding similar does. Uh, Chuck, okay, so <clears throat> Chuck's been the badass of the area. He just has. It's a yeah. block of timber on a farm. So probably didn't change it that much because he was always the dominant deer. He was always the dominant deer, but he, okay, so the year before, when I said I saw him, he got hurt. Mm -hmm. I thought he was going to die. I saw him in December. He was, like, down. I I swear if he weighed 150 pounds, uh, he'd have been lucky. And he was limping real hard on his right front. I told Linda, I said, oh, shit, Chuck's going to die. Yeah. He made it, right? I started getting pictures of him in September. And because I don't know where he even went all summer, but in September I started getting pictures. I'm like, oh, he made it back. He had a little bitty limp, nothing major. About uh, the first week of November or so, I saw him with a naked eye. He had a real hard limp again. I'm like, he re-injured it because he's either chasing, fighting, who knows. Right, for right? sure. Well, when he injured it, all these other bucks that were, you know, four and five all got a year older as well. Oh, yeah. Chuck disappeared. I'm like, oh, shit, where'd he go? <coughs> Come to find out he moved further west on me. And I started getting pictures of him over there. And after I had killed Floyd, I figured this all out. Like, oh, he's over there. So I go to hunt him. And the mind, by this time, it's the first week of January. I went eight days in January. I'm going I'm to tell you this. You'll laugh. I'll explain why. <laughs> Hunting a deer with no antlers. Okay. <laughs> so I go to pull a card uh, right next to the stand. And you're like, why didn't you pull it sooner? Because I don't know. I, honestly, lazy. The only thing I can tell you. Hey. Honestly, it's you're, cold. you're it's, honest. It's, it's, cold. <laughs> it's cold out. Well, it's like it's you know, January. It's, I'm well, like, out. well, I got deer. You know, it's one of those things. I got deer out in the field, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna walk out there and pull the card. You know, so I ended up pulling the card. And on December 30th at 11 o'clock at night, this is going to be on the show, by the way. Um, he goes limping by real hard, right by the camera, heading north. I'm like, okay, I'm like going through trail cameras. All of a sudden, I'm like, what in the hell? On the 1st of January, at like 10 o'clock at night, like 47 hours later, he goes limping back by the camera south with no antlers. I'd been hunting this deer uh, for like eight straight days, and he didn't even have he antlers. He didn't have antlers on. <laughs> so, but then he went crazy, and we had to go out and try to find Oh, yeah. The yeah then, then he went from killing a second well, buck to, i got to find these antlers. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I, mean, well, I like, mean, you know found, they're in somewhere over there. So you tell me. You know, we got a, we got an old buck <laughs> who's hurt, right? He's limping pretty good. He's lost his antlers. Within 47 hours, he goes north and he goes south past the camera. Without We've, antlers. Without antlers. So we find the one shed mm-hmm. about 
400, maybe 500 yards away. I'm like, man, it seems like a long ways for this guy to go, considering he's, you know, it's limping. January, and he's and it's limping, and yeah. it's not, you know, it's cold. Yeah. And we, I got 17 hours so far and looking for his right or his left side, and I can't find it. I don't know where. Uh, and every deer we find his sheds, they're laying within 15 yards. Both really? Side, both yeah. sides. Both hmm. sides. And I can't find it. That's odd. And it, yeah, you tell me, buddy. <laughs> and I'm not. You know, it's an 80 inch side, so I don't think I'm just. I mean, you can walk by them because I've walked by them. But man, I mean, I have corn. I cannot figure out the shed thing, man. Like, I had a buck that I uh, I tagged out early. You know, thankful for that. But I had a buck I was watching, real big deer. A, a buck that I'm guessing to be 180s. Mm-hmm. Um, real big buck. He shed one an- or January 8th. Um, from what I think, anyway, from, judging by trail cameras. And I'm like, the other side's big. Like, a couple of days it'll be off. And I calculated almost 15 days before he shed the other one. Mm-hmm. And I know he's shed, and I've looked and looked and looked, and I cannot find either one of them. He's one of those deer I cannot figure out. Although this is a totally different topic, but I do think um, the shed poaching game is way worse than deer oh, poaching. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's thousand percent. We don't even have a clue. Guys don't how give many a dudes, fuck when it comes to no, shit. No, because no. they don't. They don't. They don't rationalize it with a crime, right? Because right, they're, they're yeah. not killing a deer. So all of your guys that will shed poach, yeah, it's a whole different level. Like it's it's hundred percent way bigger than deer poachers. Agreed. Agreed. But you're still trespassing. 100%. <laughs> yes. But, but the worst part is cell too, cameras have slowed that down quite a bit. They have. They definitely have. We put a value on sheds, right? People mm-hmm. started buying them, dollars. They're worth mm-hmm. money. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking a whole new breed of trespassers that don't even care about deer. Well, yeah, to them, got, it's a financial and, and then you got dog chew people out there. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, fuck off. Buy them at Petco. Like, yep. you, don't need to, like, <laughs> yeah. you don't need to, like, bandsaw up an 80-inch shed. Well, but <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know what they're bandsawing. Well, there's, there's, well <laughs> when they're getting $10 a fucking section like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A five-inch deal. Cut it's half. Just like, are you kidding When we monetize sheds the worst thing oh, ever. it's bad not not a good look no. so i got a great story for you guys okay so on this one particular farm i was gonna tell you the, the gate issue i had mm, this year mm. okay <laughs> let's get into so, it okay so <laughs> got this farm it's a sizable farm it's one of the bigger farms that i've ever had okay and we get this farm it's got two gates on it cabled locks uh the first year i end up killing the king buck off of that 200 inch buck off of there yeah yeah and then we shot some other deer since then, but anyway, um, did that help publicity for that? Farm? Oh, and I to- here's what I told. I actually went to the na- this is no baloney. So I went to the neighbors' houses and I said, "Hey guys, look, I'm here hunting. You know, we low key. I my hunting truck's a 2010 crew cab, gray, no decals, no nothing, right? Just a regular Do you old. Still have that same truck? Yeah, heck yeah. How many miles are on that thing? Three hundred and sixteen thousand. Oh, Ooh, wow. Hey, hey, my guy. <laughs> hey, do you have a coexist bumper sticker on the back to throw people off? Yeah, just throw a Biden sticker on. Yeah. Easy. So, so Cowboys, Cowboys butts drive me nuts on the back. <laughs> so sick, dude. So, anyway, so Linda and I, of course, we, we always digress, it seems like. So, anyway. Yes. So we go through all this stuff. Hey, by the way, on. Linda touched my thought just now. So. That's, cool. That's fine. <laughs> so, so we're even. Linda. Favor. Linda. Hey. Linda, Will somebody Linda. touch my thigh, please? Oh. So, oh, uh, I, Eric, me. I grabbed Eric's thigh. Not, not me. Oh, I know, I but I wanted to grab your thigh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard I'm in the wrong spot. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, you got to get up in the middle here. <laughs> 
Chase is like, Kyle, switch back. What they call you? What they call you? Oh, jeez. Get out of the bag. I didn't know you were just throwing it out there. Doug got Doug. <laughs> Doug got Doug. Oh, I'd like to hear about that. What's up okay. with that? Yeah, we need to hear it's about that. If it keeps going down this yeah, road, I'm going to pour another okay. drink. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. 313,000 miles. Here we go. 316,000. I'm driving my truck to the gate. I met the neighbor, and then there we were. All right. So. Do uh, a favor there. Long story, <laughs> long story short, we walk into this restaurant in the local town. After I talked to all the neighbors, like we don't want no, we don't want anybody knowing we're just here doing our thing. We had her and I didn't even our asses didn't even hit the seat, and we had three different people walk up to us say, "Aren't you from Adrenaline hunting out there on so and so road?" No we're, shit. Yeah, we're just like son of a bitch. You know? High profile. Oh my yeah, gosh, it's that. like wildfire. Zing 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 zing. Never heard of them. <laughs> and, and that yeah. ain't me. <laughs> and uh, where's my wig? <laughs> yeah, no, come to wear a mustache. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> you borrow, me... you borrow mine? Yeah. They call me CPD. I don't know. I don't know that guy. That ain't me. <laughs> so, so, uh, so over the years, I've had five. The first or in 2016, we had about five thousand dollars worth of gear stolen off the farm. Oh shit. no, now, shit. Yeah, and people think, oh yeah, but you get your gear for free for fun. well, not necessarily. Some of it comes out of contract dollars. Plus, yeah. I'm like, look, it's like you being a carpenter and me going to your back of your truck at night, stealing all your, your tools, tools, so you can't go to work the next 100%, day. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah, there's right. no difference, right? It's money's how you make a living. Yeah. And so anyway, so that happened. So then I became friends with the game warden mm-hmm. in a positive way. We hit it off great. You're He's paying like, him off, right? Right. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, that well, was that's, that's what everyone says. I bet that's the great oh, rumor. Totally. Yeah. The great He's rumor. He's on the payroll. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. the rumor around there is like, oh, Weeder and the game warden are best friends. That way, Weeder can keep doing illegal things, which is complete horseshit, obviously. And I've I've never had a game violation in my life, but uh, we got to investigating things, and we know who did it. Yeah, they yeah. were right across the road, him and his buddy. We got signed affidavits from all these people that were at the same party where they showed up with our gear. Long story short, fast forward to this past year, people are still working on it. Fed's got involved. I mean, no it's, a big, it's a big oh, deal. Yeah. They've crossed state lines with things. I mean, it's a problem for these guys. Oh, yeah. It's like a they, speeding ticket, though, uh, when you boil it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Damn. this year I get a phone call. Trying uh, to get a rise out of Kyle. There's cold as ice. <laughs> He didn't bite on it. I'm not biting on it. So <laughs> this year, at the end of September, I get a phone call from my other neighbor, who's a good neighbor, and he says, hey, man, there's a drone flying over top of your farm at like 9.45, 10 o'clock at night. I'm like. Like a night vision deal? Like a, they got to have thermal. But I'm no like, shit. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing there. But uh, And then. There's all kinds of stuff. So, oh, yeah. So then I left the gate down one night by accident. Everybody in the area knows where we're at. And I, it sucks. Uh and my neighbor's out there, the good neighbor's out there with his bobcat getting ready to rock his driveway and do some things. And he sees his white truck start pulling in. He goes, he knew that wasn't the truck supposed to be there. He said, as soon as he went over there, he said, the guy turned around and took off. Because I left the gate unlocked one night because I just was going to be back the next morning. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, stupid on my part. So then, fast forward to this November, and, you know, I leave at, like, whatever, after dark, 45 minutes or so. I had to lock the gate. Leave. I come back the next morning. Somebody zip-tied a set of deer testicles to my lock. Wow. Just to be an asshole. What? Yeah, he was why? a little bit upset. So, oh, uh, wow. So, 
Okay. <laughs> I go hunting. I like to uh, let them Hold on, wait a minute. What would you do with the deer testicles? Oh, like, listen. Wait, this just is great. Listen. Okay. So then, <laughs> Linda, listen. We're, we're getting, we're getting Lisa, there. Listen, Lisa, Lisa, So <laughs> I let them lay by the gate. <laughs> okay. Lisa, Linda. Do you even know what she's talking about? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. That sounds great. <laughs> We gotta see the video, man. Oh my gosh, I love it. Chase like is just going full tilt over there. Video. Just listening to video is this? It's oh a little gosh. boy. And he's like, Linda, He's a little Spanish kid. But Linda. <laughs> he's trying to get away with something. Oh my gosh, it's is, adorable. Is this a movie? It's a video. It's a video. This is like a little it's kid. A, a little kid is. trying to. Oh, it's like a viral deal. He's trying to plead his case. So freaking hilarious. Okay. And now I'm starting to get it. It is fantastic. Anyway, deer testicles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. so, zip, yeah. zip tied deer testicles. Zip tied to the gate. So as you can imagine, I show up at 4.30 in the morning at the gate, and I'm just like steaming, right? Yeah. I need stupid motherfucker. So anyway, so I <laughs> take it off of there, and I let it lay by the gate. I hunt all day, and I lay by the gate, and I close up at night, right, because I didn't kill a deer. So <laughs> I lock the gate. I take the testicles, and I drive by the neighbor that stole all my gear. Mind you, it's dark, yep. right? Yeah. And... I throw him in his front yard as I drive by, and there's been other traffic going by. He don't know it's me. Yeah. Guess where the testicles were the next morning? Where? Right by my gate. <laughs> oh, really? I'm like, you mm-hmm. stupid son of a bitch. You just absolutely told on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And don't, I mean, it's all right. The game warns no the feds. No, it's there's it's going to get real deep real fast for this guy. So, no shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's been wow. a long time coming. And it, and it isn't just with him. I mean, he's this person has been. Just jealous just, or what? Oh, that's part of it. Is but he I mean, a deer hunter? Is he a big deer? He's a deer he poacher. Is, he is, yeah. I mean, oh, he's, the, he's done yeah. many things outside of So what you're saying is us. he's jealous of what you're doing. Completely. Uh, that's so, okay. what's going on. So he works at Completely. a coal mine. And at this coal mine, he got fired for stealing, if that tells you anything. But before, but before mm. that happened. Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before that happened, he had... Allegedly. Another one, another one allegedly. Of, no, he got fired oh, okay. for stealing. Not even allegedly. <laughs> There's no allegedly about it. Him, it him, him and his brother both got yeah. fired. So, uh, one of our guys worked at that same, he quit since then, but he worked at that same uh, coal mine, and he's like, he called me, he's like, you're not going to believe this shit. Shout out to him. No, Tyler, you Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And uh, I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, oh, these freaking clowns. He said, they said, <laughs> I said the guy's name. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Oh. I'll take another picture. I was like, take a picture of that and cut that out. <laughs> Beep. Yeah, I'm going to beep that. Sorry. Linda. All right. <laughs> so, Linda, Linda. So By the way, that's the new beep. Linda, <laughs> Linda. I think Linda. I'm going to cut that out and just That'd bleep that over. Shit, yeah. we don't want yeah. so, to do so, that. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so this guy. Jeez. At least for this episode. That'd be so yeah. awesome. I knew we'd go south quick. But, uh, Here comes the Nine Inch Nails downward spiral. <laughs> I know what I'm bringing up after this story. Okay. So... <laughs> This guy oh. had everybody at this coal mine convinced that the game warden, he had that property, and the game warden took it from him and just let us hunt it. That's what he, And everybody in that coal mine believed that, apparently, because I was getting beat up all over social media. Well, not all over, but on the Adrenaline page on Facebook. Yeah. From these clowns down there thinking that I stole this guy's property, although he paid. I'm like, what are you talking about? That, right. Yeah, that's legal. It's, right. a, little, it's a little out right. there, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, and yeah. He, these idiots believed it. Well, I mean, they... <laughs> Right. That's how shit there. works, yeah. right? You know. Right. So where are you going with this now? I wanted to hear some other stories. I got to wait for Chase to get back. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's, Chase is making a whiskey here in the background. 
This doesn't involve a pig, does it? It might. <laughs> so, so I guess. So let me, let me let me build this up a little bit here from our perspective, because what I mean, our deal in the industry is we talk, right? Right. We're, we conversate, and then we get into know people, and we get to hear different behind the scenes stuff that cracks us up, and a lot of stuff like we can't necessarily bring up, or it's got to be brought up in a certain way. But it's all fun, and we hear all about this crazy industry stuff that people don't normally get to hear about, or like after parties, or like the perfect thing with your neighbor. Like no one would ever really hear about that anywhere else, unless you Correct. did like a post or something about right. it, right. Um, or or at least in the detail that you can go into on a podcast right. like this, you know, with an open open platform type of thing. Chase must be he's grabbing some jerky. He's doing a double over there. All right, he's got his whiskey. <laughs> he's got his whiskey, got his he's jerky. Got a, he's got a oh, double. Boy. He needs a stir this for his whiskey. For a double. We got to get a whiskey breakdown. What would you, you mix up, Chase? So I have to say that I'm such a I'm a massive bourbon fan, and Club 200 does not disappoint. <laughs> That's Ross like, and Austin's Ross. deal. <laughs> not, not only do these guys have such an amazing, beautiful place, every detail is like just it is beautiful. It's yep. it's unreal. Like you guys need to do a Whitetail Cribs. No, uh, oh yeah, we we meant to do that today. We'll do that after. Ross doesn't know I'm moving in. It's crazy. But then the, the bird. Everyone, everyone here has told him that 13 times. All your, your, your hunting leases come for the rent. <laughs> the bourbon selection is on point. Just on point. So I will I, tell you this. I, I poured a little whistle pig. Um, whistle pig. Which I've had a lot of different whistle pigs, but I did not have um, the one that Ross has, which I believe is like a, I think it's a, what is it? A homestead whistle pig. And it's delicious. So. Whistle pig homestead. I've, I was never a whiskey guy until I'm trying to be recently, uh, thanks to Ross and Austin. When I got here, they started mixing up old fashions. I brought a celebratory whiskey for tonight. And I drank a handful of them, and then I had to stop because I was getting too drunk for this podcast. <laughs> so I had to like, same, same. I had to like reset. I'm used to drinking like nine bush lights, and then recording, and then I'm fine because mm-hmm. it's a bush light, right? But then you get me on the whiskey. And you think you can drink nine whiskeys in podcast? Oh, That's old Kurt McGurk. <laughs> yeah, right. Nine whiskeys. Old Kurt McGurk comes out. <laughs> oh, oh, we don't want right. that. We don't start want that. stuttering. Um, so he, what I wanted to build into. I've heard the story like briefly, but not in detail. Here we go, um, Kyle. You know that this this is on. Are, are we allowed to tell the story? I don't care. Well, I think the statute of limitations is over, right? Dude, does it really matter? What's he going to do about it? That's a good point. All right, I'm already. <laughs> gonna do, we got to tell him about the Vegas hey, story. He had to pull me off of it. What's he going to get his sunglasses back? <laughs> Forget about that one. All right, here we go. Here so we Mark go. was there for that. He <laughs> likes me. Let me build this up, and then, and then <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I, I might, We're still so into this situation. <laughs> I might be wrong on where I thought this happened, but this happened at ATA show in Louisville. Yes. In, so after should we, should we leave the name part out? Maybe like. To protect the innocent, and then people can draw their I own conclusion. Kind of we'll just call him Notorious bullet. P.I.G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Is that cool? No, that's fine with me. What's wrong over there, Chase? No, I'm fine. <laughs> so at <laughs> every trade show, there's always some like crazy after-party stuff. Hey, we were happens. rock stars at 10 a.m. when we walked we, in. We were, we were. Chase, I'll let you start this out wherever you want to go, man, because I know this story roughly, but I don't know it in full detail. <clears throat> well, it all started with a pickup truck. Oh, it all started when we were... Well, we, yes. Um, Notorious P.I.G. Uh, walked in. Not, sorry, not at the right. restaurant, but <laughs> Notorious we were, we P.I.G. walked in. Right. We were at an after party. Right. We just like. We have kind of our little group, and we're hanging out. We're talking whitetails. And um, long story short, this is it's many, many years ago, by the way. So 
let's just say all people change, maybe. Right. Uh, all people change, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Everyone don't. deserves a second <laughs> chance. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. Anyway, it was. Um, I, I don't know. Like I was. I was. I think I was wearing my Adidas, and you're probably wearing some nice boots. <laughs> yeah, you had. To, you had to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> anyway, this gentleman came over and was kind of poking fun of my tennis shoes and poking fun of people's boots. And anyway, it ended kind of like you guys spend all this money and all this time trying to kill whitetails, and I'm killing it, crushing it, killing pigs. Well, he actually said to me, I can't believe you still have a television show. Yeah. So mm. we removed ourselves from the situation, and we decided to go to, um, I can't remember if it was a Perkins or a Village Inn. I thought it was I, a Denny's. Denny's. It was a Denny's. <laughs> another, another, we decided to go to a Denny's. Another assessment. <laughs> and, and it was about 2.30-ish in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And we yes. order our food. Mm-hmm. And who walks in? Notorious, Notorious P.I.G. And yeah. um, starts in right away. And <laughs> we were with a gentleman who... Um, Served in Iraq. I, I, several times. He had mm-hmm. done several tours. Um, he had just came off of killing like a... A 170-ish and then filmed like a 200. Mm-hmm. He was on a kind of a high. Mm-hmm. And um, we had my truck, my pickup truck, which I'm big into vehicles. Like I, the Dude, this thing is. Trucks are my thing. It's lit. Yep. And so <laughs> I'm pretty proud of this truck. I lifted it. It's a big diesel crew cab. It's all prettied up. and Bro dozer. Yeah, and I can't. Yeah. I, I had maybe been on bourbon that night, and I can't drive. Right? I had There's, maybe. Uh, like I'm not driving. Like none so, of you could drive. Um, your buddy Shane, <laughs> Shane drives. Is driving. Who, by the way, shouldn't have been driving. Shouldn't. But he actually drew the logo for the notorious PIG. PIG. Um, okay. Didn't. Okay. I don't believe ever got compensated for no. it. But that's beside the point. Um, so anyway, this gentleman from. Um, our, our our veteran buddy had had enough, and he comes and says, I want, I want to steal his sunglasses. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to come walking out with those big, white, ugly-ass Oakleys. And I said, I'll give you 100 bucks if you do. And he didn't come walking out. No, he came running <laughs> out of Denny's. Okay. He came running out of Denny's and jumped into the bed. So you guys were in the truck. Yeah, we're ready to leave. Yeah, so we had left the restaurant. And he said, and he, I'm going to steal those I'm going to steal the sunglasses. I'll okay, give you 100 okay. bucks if you do it. He's going to he com- he finally get compensated. I should have realized this guy was, was like a Marine. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This didn't dude's didn't a give badass. A damn. <laughs> yeah. Served like, you know, overseas. Oh, Especially God. for 100 bucks, you probably would have done it for and, 10. And, and yeah. he's he's at the point where he goes, I'm either going to beat his ass or I'm going to embarrass him. Right? He goes, I beat his ass, I'm probably going to go to jail. I just embarrass him. No big deal. Yeah, He goes, keep the truck warm. And keep, guys, keep this in mind. This is not. We're not like a really aggressive people, but man, when you keep getting a barrage at this mouth, you're just like eventually you just had enough. Yeah. Right. So, so Shane's driving. I'm I'm actually in the back of my own truck. Um, I think you're in the back with me. I'm in the middle. Yeah. Um, another buddy of ours who's like six six is sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> There's like bodies everywhere inside the truck. Anyway, he comes running out, jumps in. He goes. He jumps in the bed of the truck. Yeah. He's like, go go go. And he's wearing these big white Oakley sunglasses because <laughs> he stole them <laughs> right off his hat. The other dude's hat. Off and the so she, yeah, Shane, can I say something real quick? Mm-hmm. If you go out and buy expensive white sunglasses, I'm sorry if anybody here owns expensive white sunglasses, but you're a douchebag. <laughs> you, are, you are a douche canoe automatically. Here's yes. the thing. If you buy them and they're like a couple bucks and you're like, yeah, that's all they had. It's funny. 
But if you go and you're like, Oakley's white frame, I'm in. Unless you're on a boat, you're a douchebag. <laughs> so even then, maybe. There's no now, boats fair in Louisville assessment. that I know of. Fair assessment. <laughs> at Denny's at 2.30 yeah. in the morning. There was no pontoon <laughs> boat, with, on a boat with chicks with their tops off there. So, And then you have to ask bag. yourself, why are you wearing them at 2.30 in the morning at a Denny's, right? No. You had them on physically? Yeah. Well, he had them on top uh, of his hat. Uh, yeah. And we, I, I actually, hey, it's bright in a way later, I, I finally <laughs> like, asked. Dude, you're not Van Halen. <laughs> I literally asked this, uh, the question. I said, the guy who went in there and got him, his name was Josh. And I said, Josh, I got to know, man, like, how the hell did you get his sunglasses? He's like, oh, yeah, I he forgot goes, about this. Well, I went in there, and he says, you guys are all sitting in the truck. So I went in there, and I said, um, Mr. Notorious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know why it's so funny to me. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't want, I didn't want my friends to know I'm a huge fan. Like, could, can you and me take a, a picture together? And I want to tell all my friends that I got to wear your sunglasses. And he literally said, he's like, mm, don't go scratching there, bud. But, yeah, you can wear them for the picture. <laughs> oh, no. And he put them on, and he's like, fuck you, catch me. <laughs> he took off, <laughs> off running. <laughs> no shit. No shit. Okay, so I'm sorry. Fast forward. That's like the total, like, yeah, Seabass said he'd buy him a round of beers. It was you know? insane. Yeah. Like, so I'm, he, so is he, we're looking back, and he goes blowing out of this door out of Denny's, just coming across that parking lot like his ass Remember when he fire. couldn't get out because there was people in front of us? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Am <laughs> I taking more pictures no. of the time? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not bad. What are you calling? Yeah, how progressive is this podcast? <laughs> so, is, that third, is that the third picture you're taking? Yeah. <laughs> so, Kyle, do you remember when um, those people were blocking the door? Yes. And he could barely get out? Yes. Yeah. He had to work around them, <laughs> two people? Two, the big two. people. They were, they they're, were very large people. They were, yes. Assertive. So, he got around them. And he jumped in the truck. <laughs> Bed of the truck. Go, 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 go. Yes, and chain takes off, makes a right turn, and has to stop in the light because it turns red, and right across the street from us, facing us on the other stoplight, is a cop. And here comes Notorious <laughs> running across the parking lot, just cussing. Coming up. down. Yeah, motherfucker. And he starts beating on the truck, and the whole night a cop's coming. Rips, rips the door handle straight because oh. the, the doors yep. are locked. He rips the door handle off the truck, completely off the truck. I've heard that. And starts trying to break the window. No now, shit. Now, now, I want you guys to picture this. The cops across the street, there's two of them. By the way, they called in several reinforcements. <laughs> there's like four cop cars in yeah. like two minutes. The two cops across the street, what do they see? They see a nice pickup truck who pulls out of Denny's and stops, stops appropriately at a stop sign Legal. or a stoplight. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for it to turn green. And a crazy man running down and breaking a door handle off of a brand new pickup truck and trying to break windows. Right, right. In a psychopathic rage. That's an understatement. So, of course, what do Kyle and I do as responsible human beings? He gets his phone out and I start talking. Start recording. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> do you still have the video? Um, it has been tucked away in an undisclosed location. <laughs> okay. Smart. Cops Smart. bold on him. Like they no pulled shit. Him, had him on the ground. Uh, they had him out. on the yeah. They had him on the ground. Um, ARs in his back. Mm-hmm. Was he like? Do you don't know who I am? So why is everybody talking like that? That's like starting to like and that is stereotype a, somebody. I will say this: <laughs> the funniest part of the entire thing because there was a wide diverse. There were six of us in my truck. Um, one of them uh, was sitting on the center console. I, I have a a pickup truck that is. <laughs> A driver's seat, a passenger seat, a center console, 
not a seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not a bench. So there's there's a ticket a bench, right there. Right? right. Three of us in the back. The entire truck reeks like booze. Yeah, yeah. You don't have enough seat belts. You saw a guy in the bed. You saw a guy in the bed of the truck. And then the, right? the guy beating the thing, beating the truck, is 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 on the ground in zip ties and a and ARs in his back. It's surreal. And the, the windows are down, and he's like, what's going on? This And the Notorious is screaming. He's freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> and That's so good. I just, like, it just came. Like, I, I didn't know what else to do. I was in a half of a panic mode, and I said, officer, I want to apologize. I said, I, I'm here as a producer. I'm filming an episode of Punked for the <laughs> outdoor show, and um, there's a big convention in town, and I've got a couple celebrities here that I was trying to punk. And the cop literally looks, and he goes, Hey, that's the guy from Adrenaline Junkies, right? Because that's what your show used to be called. Right. He's like, that's the guy from Adrenaline Junkies. And I'm like, holy shit, this it is worked. Work. This, this is, is going to work. No work. way. This I am in work. awe. This is all on video. On Everybody's got their cell phones out and stuff. We're like, yes, officer. Like, I was just trying to, to like get a reaction, and it just went overboard. And I'm so sorry. The gentleman on the ground, he's like, really nice guy. And guy's like, he's lying. He's lying. Yeah, like, shut up, Notorious. Right. <laughs> We're like, dude, let it go. And so he's like, hey, wait, I've seen your show too. Oh, you guy, you crazy kids. <laughs> you crazy kids. <laughs> you kids are crazy. Oh, and my God. He literally leans in. He's like, hey, I'm a big fan. He goes, but you guys can't be doing this. It's like 3 in the morning in Louisville. Like, yeah. We're all big fans of hunting, but. This has gone too far. We're like, <laughs> yes, sir, officer. Like, yep. we're going we back to our hotel room right, right now. now. This is absurd. <laughs> it went far enough that uh, Chase mailed the door handle to Notorious Pig. Oh, you said that. <laughs> we said Pig already. What'd you sign? What'd you put on there? You signed it something. Love adrenaline or two, something. Two, two pig with love. <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> Class, okay. Do you ever hear anything back? Well, the next. Well, a week on. or two, it was in uh, Vegas. We're, we're going to skip. We should skip the shot show part of it. Um, <laughs> Come we'll, on. No, no, no. We'll skip that part. But hey, can we do? All right. All right. So uh, here, well, here's I'll what, ask you after this. Here, here's what I'll say. So after, the next morning, the next this morning. deep inside industry shit, Eric. Are you yeah. paying attention? Yeah. We're not ready for this. <laughs> hey, Brad. So the next Sick. morning, we literally, um, we came into the show pretty freaking hungover. It was like this, no. all, this all happened at like. Three in the morning, and then the next morning we came into the show. Ten a.m. Are you looking for the video? And Dude, we were like rock stars. I honestly anywhere we went. Cannot. You're not going to tell me there's a deer, a set of deer nuts zip tied to the door handle, was there? <laughs> <laughs> you mailed them. <laughs> so th- this is actually a, a picture there it is. of the oh, door handle. Oh man! Hey, can um, now here's what can I can I have write. that photo if I edit it. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. All right, you edit it and send it to me. For the cover art. So, so here's what I'll tell you. What's, <laughs> yeah. cra- what's crazy about the whole story is um, it happened. <laughs> this was many, many years ago. We were all way younger in our careers. Everybody was a hothead. Um, I have nothing against Notorious. Way to justify it, huh? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but I'll tell you something. I was in a camp. I was in a Texas camp. Um, we were there hunting axis deer. And this freaking story always gets brought up, especially when booze is out. Hey. So it happens, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? And there's a there's one of the head guides, and he's sitting there listening, and he just starts cracking out laughing. He's like, I have heard this freaking story before, and we've just met. And I'm like, how'd you hear it? And he's like, 
because Notorious tells it too. He says your freaking door handle sitting on his fireplace mantle. No, no shit. Way. <laughs> the other other side of the story. The other, the other side of the story. Yes, that's pretty funny. So, have you guys have not talked? Um, we've we've ran into each other. Oh, we have. Yep, we ran into each other. He, I don't think he he didn't put it together that it was me though. I'm almost positive he didn't. What about you, Kyle? Is it kind of funny, mm. or is it kind of still like some animosity and? Um, not, oh, there can't be not that many years. Nah, I just the whole Vegas thing kind of aggravated me. <laughs> we're gonna that story is leaving. No, we're gonna talk hey, about well, it. We're gonna talk about hey, it. We're telling it. Hey, can can we do this? Can we tell, since you guys are kind of both on the edge on the Vegas story. <laughs> I'm not on we, the edge. I'll tell you straight up. I had him by the throat over a bar <laughs> and told me he needed okay. to apologize to Chase for ripping his door handle off. Okay. Oh, and he fair. did. <laughs> All right. Because he come at me like he was going to beat me up for taking his sunglasses. Oh, really? Yeah. And was, uh, who, what, it was Mark. I said, hey, you might want to get your boy Weeder. He's going to beat the shit out of Notorious. <laughs> Notorious. <laughs> and I that, love the code name. <laughs> So, oh, anyway. I love it, too, because all our <laughs> listeners actually just know who it is. <laughs> they picked up on that right away. Just so y'all know, he ain't no That's badass. awesome, man. It well, was, it was uh, a... Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's pretty we, we all... You know, we had such a... We had a really good group of people as young as we we were in the industry coming up. You know, we came into a, the industry at a weird time. Like, kind of a weird time. Like, it was a little bit of the Wild Wild West. Um, yeah, we were, we were past... The real tree monster bugs yes, and yes. all that, but we were before right. all the internet stuff and the right. Facebook, right? And the yeah. podcast, right? Yeah, you were, yeah. You were kind it of was pre-podcast, pre-Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where TV was actually still really popular, and right. yeah. that's all yeah. everyone had. And yeah. you got excited, like if you're if you're picture your deer and you put it on Facebook and you got fifty likes. Yeah, like, yeah. you're like whoa, different times, different times. Shit, that's well, a, that's huge. Well, that's like, going back. That's just like you know, it used to be. I'm not saying it isn't anymore, but it used to be like a monster thing to be on a Monster Bucks, Real Tree Monster Bucks DVD. Right. Yeah, yeah. They call yeah. and ask for your footage. You're just like, oh, I've made it. Right, yeah. right. Now there's so much out there, mm-hmm. you know, that it's like it's, everything Dude. gets washed out. For, yeah. sure. Yeah. for sure. We talked about that. Um, I remember podcasting with you guys one time we got on the topic of podcasts. Like, was it the last time you were in the studio? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, you look at where you were when you first started podcasting, and there was, what, three bow hunting podcast yeah. in the entire market? <laughs> yeah. How many much. are there today? Uh, hundreds. hundreds. 4,000. Right. <laughs> hundreds of trash can recorded ones. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But none of them are working class bow hunters. Hey. Right. No. Yeah. Got to get it where it is. It is what it is. is. That's why we're here. <laughs> was what it was. <laughs> and we do, it's kind of crazy. Like, we get to record some of our idols, which is nuts, and then hear them tell stories about, like, industry inside shit oh, like that. Geez. But that's the goal. Like, we're, <laughs> we're some angle or some variation of, like, uh, we talked earlier, Kyle, like the Howard Stern of Bowhunting. Right. And that's, I don't want to call myself Yeah, what, what are podcasts you tell that on? <laughs> True. Yeah. But at the same time. Nobody else would I ever tell this. Tell story. us about, <laughs> tell tell us about Wind Direction, Kyle, and then how you notorious PIG ripped your door handle off. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, other, no one else is asking about that shit. Right. But it's great to hear, like, you know, if someone can learn something and laugh at a funny story, that's where we need to be. I'm glad you do tell those stories because I'll I'll tell you what, like, as long as I've done it, um, one thing that it does hurt my feelings a little bit, and not like I'm a sensitive snowflake or anything, but when, if you're on television and you have a, you've worked really hard to, to get a hunting show, it's easy to bag on the guys with a hunting show, right? Like. The, the keyboard warriors, especially on social media, like, oh, that guy's a D-bag. He's got a TV show. Or I don't even watch TV. I love that one. Like, I don't even watch a single hunting television show. 
wow, that's weird. Like, cause you just called like five of them out, how much you hate them. And you knew all their names, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. right. But, yeah. but whatever. Um, right, right. There is a separation and there is a difference. And I will definitely say, Hey, there's a lot of D bags on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also hey. a lot of guys that are true, hardcore, passionate deer hunters. Like I'd say more than, more than not, more than not. Right. Yeah. Right. They, their biggest thing is, is they love killing whitetails. And if we really boil down to it, if you love to, let's say, drive cars fast, right? If you just, that, that's your thing. You want to drive a car super, super fast. Why wouldn't you try to work really, really hard where your job was driving cars really fast, really fast. like on a racetrack? <laughs> right, right, right. It's no different. And then people are mad at you for trying to make that your living. You went too so fast. Good. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going too fast. Like, don't hate on that guy. That guy's guy. way too fast. Don't go that fast. <laughs> because I will promise you, like, that guy who worked really, really hard to go drive cars really fast or that guy who worked really, really hard to do nothing but climb up in a tree and try to kill deer as his way of life, he also probably drinks too much whiskey just like you do. And he probably He's wakes a human up, being. He, he, yeah, he makes mistakes in his life, like – he probably should go to church more often than he does, but he doesn't. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's a, a normal guy being. like the rest of us. Dude, right? I, yeah. that's one thing. Like, So I wanted to ask you guys this, too, because you've both been in the industry a long time, a lot longer than we have, and or have experienced different eras of the industry that we'll never experience. But we've – and I wouldn't say we're nowhere – we're not popular, popular, but – we're known in our area anyway, and we hear like rumors like I was like, "Oh fuck those guys!" Oh yeah, it's like I, you're gonna have it. What the? It we comes didn't with, do it comes with the territory, bud. Yeah. Right, but and, but so we're just learning that stuff as like we hustle harder because the hustle's real. It is. You know, it's like we all know, but what I the, can't imagine, dude, the just the sliver of shit you deal with being um, where you're at. I've learned. Well, I'm, well, yeah. I'm the kind of this way. Nut, zip type well, from the right. neighbor thing to like just internet hatred, <laughs> hatred, and then the change of industry from then to now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I work very with – I love it whenever somebody gives me negative feedback because I work better off negative feedback than I do positive feedback. Mm-hmm. I'm just that guy. No, right? I get that. And, for example, was positive that, feedback was that all the time yeah. I just said on good. December 9th or something this year, I uh, there's a book we call Shane O because my buddy Shane missed him a couple of years ago, twice, by the way. And uh, Shane. <laughs> and uh, deer comes out, self-filming, deer comes out, walking at 40 yards. Uh, and it's wide open. You can watch the footage on Facebook. And he stops. And I ranged him. And he was like 50 point. I don't know what it was on my range front anymore. But uh, stood there forever. Could have shot him. A couple things go through my head. One, could I make the shot? Yeah, I could probably make the shot. I mean, I've shot deer that far. Uh, but it's, you know, you're getting into mid-December. All deer, I don't care how sanctuary they are. They've been hunted. They know it. They're, they're, they're spooky. Yeah, boy. yeah. yeah. Super right? spooky. And I know that that deer is, I uh, no. There's going to a lot of people want to crucify me for saying this. That deer's going to live on that farm, so he's not going to get touched. That deer has a legitimate chance to blow up another year because mm-hmm. he'll be six years old in yep. th- this next year. Yeah, yeah. So let him go. Well, what happens? I got some freaking clown on Facebook decided to light me up. Apparently, you said there was more than one. I don't know. Yeah, I thought there's more than one. So <laughs> saying how clown. the guy says, and I, you know, I was like reading comments. I just <laughs> kind of I laugh at it. A lot of times, the guy says. Um, you obviously are no killer because a killer would have killed that deer. And he just goes on this big rant. And I'm just like, <laughs> that, so my cousin texts me. He says, did you see that? I'm like, yeah, I texted him. Yeah, I saw it. He says, look him up. I looked the guy up. The guy has got uh, like a lion dead. He's got like a Cape Buffalo dead, all with guns. But he's got a PH with him the whole time. And I go through this entire thing. 
There's not uh, a you, single, not a single dead whitetail. You stalked him. I stalked him. <laughs> not a single Super dead whitetail. And all I replied mm-hmm. back with is, yep, I know nothing about deer. <laughs> that's all you need to do, too, right. man. It's yep. Yep. There's no reason to, to get justify it. That's all yeah. you need to do. Yeah. It is crazy, like, the amount of uh, just keyboard warriors. and it's a, it, it's a cancel culture, right? Like, that's finally you, starting to come out now. You know what I'm thankful for, man? And I, I got to – so we have a group called Working Class Bow Hunters, you know, that's, you know, linked to our Facebook page, mm-hmm. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. And I'll just use – I won't call this guy out directly because I think – I think he had good intentions, but was trying to stir shit up and trying but, to stir the pot. He's trying to stir the pot to test us, I think, a little bit. But I'll, I'll use uh, so Lord Chandler, Austin Chandler, back. We call him Lord Chandler because he kills big white tails. And the Lord, it's kind of turned to do his thing. So <laughs> the Lord, the we're Lord, not we're, we're not worthy. worthy. His wife loves it when I say Lord Chandler, so that's why it stuck. She's over there shaking her head. Um, the only think reason she why agrees. she does not agree. It's the only reason why it stuck, actually. But anyway, um, on one podcast we did actually with uh, I think Make Hunting Great Again, uh, with the right one, yes. He said that he used a his buddy's military discount to get some Sitka because nobody ever pays full price for Sitka, uh, which is really funny uh, right. Right. And, and true because fuck that. Um, but anyway, his buddy's like, yeah, use my discount. So this guy comments on there, and I think this guy, I don't know, maybe he meant well, but it seemed like he was trying to stir the pot. He's like, what's worse, hunting a fence line or using a military discount uh to get a discount on camouflage. Using your buddy's military discount when... Yeah. Whatever. When you're not a, a veteran or whatever. Ooh. And uh, I have post approvals turned on on that group because people are idiots. And I'm like, it's almost like... It's like wrangling cats. Yeah. Most people are good. But you get one dude that'll post stuff. Like I, I get stories of why post approvals are on or a reason for it. Because right. I just don't have time to deal with re- yeah. uh, idiots. Right. See what I did there? Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw. Sorry. I don't like to use that word. So I could have said retreads. To, retreads. I, I don't like to use that word, honestly, so I try not to use that You don't word. have time to deal with notoriouses? Yeah, yeah. notoriouses. Yeah. Notorious. <laughs> I don't want, like, notorious PIG in there and making a bunch of dumb posts. All right. With, so, shade, with the white shades. I, I I approved it and just let it ride. I'm like, well, well see where this goes. Well, we had, Random by Austin. Well, I told like, Austin, well, I said, just so you know, you're about to get shit on here. And he goes, post it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And Green Jack, Green everyone Jacket. just shit all over this guy. They were like, fuck you. And just basically, like, Chandler's like, hey, I think you're talking about me. And everyone just turned on this guy about it. And it was just so awesome. Like, we didn't have to do anything. Yeah. I... I've had that same experience. A lot of times I'll let it ride, yeah. and the and audience will just rip them. Up. Yeah, it's like so, you, you got your people nice that feeling. follow you for yep. what you do. There's, okay, so there's a older gentleman that's been in the industry for a long time. His initials are RR. Okay. Okay. I love right. that guy. <laughs> and Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy yeah. Christmas. <laughs> there it is. So there's a, all of a sudden there's a picture of the King Buck that I shot on his page. And, say, and it's it's not where I shot the deer. The deer was vitals are completely covered up. And he says, "Would you take this shot?" Oh, or not? I remember this. We oh, talked after this, right. yeah. And of course, I went on her. And of course, I kind of got lit up over there. People were like, "You'll never be like R R." I said, "I don't really. I don't want to walk around saying Jimmy Christmas yeah. anyway." And <laughs> I don't really I'm, care. I'm not comparing myself to the guy. I'm just saying a guy used my photo without permission, right? Right. Matt Drury actually got on there for me. And as soon as Matt got on her and said, hey, this has happened to us with this same guy. Shut it down. And he said he gave this legal jargon, which is true, about, you know, using somebody's stuff. Shut it down. Everybody shut up. I was just like. Here's a question. I thank I, you, Matt. Here, here's a, I, I remember when Here's that a happened. question. We've hung out with 
RR. Mm-hmm. We've been in meetings with RR. Mm-hmm. Do you really think he put that? Of course he didn't. No, it's a social guy. His social guy does that. Right, right. It's right? not. Yeah, I'm not blaming that's, him. That's the problem. Is, is well, as a matter of fact, he, he messaged me and apologized. Of course he did. Yeah. Excuse me, Chris. I'm sorry. We have a yeah. similar <laughs> – we have a different experience. I don't want to say the guy's name because he was cool as hell about it, actually. Uh, but he didn't post it. His social guy posted yeah. it. They did a podcast segment on whatever their outdoor show was. Well, their logo was our logo. Oh, yeah. Like, just cleaned up a little like, bit. Like, no, but worse. Like, it was like our logo, but shittier. Yeah. It was like the Salvation Army version of our logo. Okay. Like you found it there. You're like, this will do. And so they were u- using it in this podcast segment, and I didn't even know about it, but it got posted in our Working Class Bow Hunters group, and people were like, mad. Fuck that. Yeah. I guess a bunch of people must have messaged this guy. I get a phone call from the owner. I'll tell you after the podcast. Hey, man, we've been getting blown up all morning about this. <laughs> We're sorry. I'm sorry. Our guy that does our social media and our graphic work yeah. must have found it online and thought that he could, like, post it. I think it, they just had it flipped and thought he, we could just get away with it on this, like, 10-minute segment on our show. Oh, and he was like, <laughs> it, he's like, it's just a clip art image anyway. And I'm like, no, I hand drew this logo. It's not a clip art image. Yeah, but it's just it's just a clip art. I'm like, it's not a clip art image. Yeah. Oh, we're getting it fixed. We're getting it fixed. And then that was literally well, it's all been taken care of. But. Part, so part of the problem with that is I'll just give me 30 seconds to just rant, like get on a soapbox. Because obviously I have a – We got time. I've got an agency. <laughs> we design a lot of logos. And let me tell you our biggest frustration is because – more often than not, what these companies will do is they'll hire some BS freelancer off of Upwork or or um, just some website, right? Whatever, yeah. They scour the internet because they don't care, right? It's it's you never talk to the customer. They find a logo like yours. Yeah. They change it just a little bit to knock it off. They can bang that out in 15 minutes. They can charge the customer 150 bucks, and they go, oh, we got a great deal. We got a logo designed for 150 bucks. Yeah. They submit that logo. It's approved. They get their money, and they're gone. Yep. Gone. Okay? Yep. That's the issue is it's the worst part is it's not even the company who, who stole your logo. They don't have a clue. Yeah, it wasn't his deal. It was a third-party nope. deal. It's that third-party crap, and that's why you don't hire. You don't get cheap websites built off the Internet. You don't freaking get a cheap logo bill and et cetera, yep. and you don't have your damn social media Ran by some half rate agency. Too much liability. That's right. Yep. You, yeah. hi- you hire professionals when you. So I rub lines a staple in the game, man. But you, you, do, you we fight it all the time of like Why that kind of piracy. I can imagine how annoying. It's, Lin- Linda's looking at me because I've tried to hire several different social media guys to run our yeah. stuff. It just doesn't work. The first of all, they try to pretend to be me. <laughs> they're not me, and I'm not saying I'm anybody special. But like it just doesn't come across like person, me. Right. right? Right? Yeah. You, know, you make a post, everyone can tell that's not you. Yeah. Right. He just does right. things a certain way. I'll right. do it. And it's just yeah. not. It's I'll just do it. Not Hire gonna me. work. CPD is gonna in. work. It's like yeah, stop. I mean. <laughs> stop. Yeah. I'll take on the Kyle Weeder persona. Channel your big ears, big nose, big feet. You better be packing because you're one goofy looking son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, your boy's packed. (laughs) Your boy. (laughs) Fucking kid's got a piece on him. (laughs) Good. I don't want to see that. Huge baby bird. (laughs) (laughs) Your bird's off the nest. I say that. (laughs) Guess who's back? God, back again. That took a a turn. I didn't think it was going to take. Up. I still don't understand this. Crap. <laughs> it's a great snack, man. Take a picture. 
Here this I is, am a, this is a good snack. I like I'm about it. to put Linda, Linda over Linda, everything. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, yeah. I was going to say something, but no, we're good. Don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. So I, I do want to bring this up if you guys don't mind. Bring it um, up. Bring it up. Oh, boy. So No, it's a... Pretty clean. Um, so I've taken a turn with Shocking. things because I've been at work. I got my entire life, right? Yeah, yeah. I just have been. And I started doing a, a health program online with people. And I've had a little bit of flack from people that want to ride me about, what are you doing a hunting show? What are you, what are you doing out there with this uh, health program? I'm, I look at it like, look, man, you can't knock me for trying to help people. Yeah, that's right. fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, I guess in a nutshell, I just wanted to like, Clear the air. If anybody's listening and they see that stuff out there, don't ride my ass about it. So wait, what are you wait, doing? Though? Wait, hold like, on. Plug can, it. can you help a guy? Help that guy. So <laughs> <laughs> help me. We, well, God Chase damn. got on it with me, didn't you? And talk about it because uh, I got some hunts coming up. I got to lose like twenty pounds of this. So okay, that's funny you said that. So that was my exact story. Is um, I was really lucky to be in a pheasant camp with a guy. I didn't know him at all. My dream hunt was always to hunt caribou, and. Of course, I always thought it was like on TV where there's just thousands and thousands of caribou that walk in front of you, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're in the middle of a migration. Right, and you go shoot them. Right. Holy like, shit. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but anyway, you know, unfortunately, the, the cost of those hunts has gone up beyond where I would want to be able to try to even attempt it. Right. But he walks up to me, and we were all out pheasant hunting, and he's like, yeah, you said your dream hunt was a caribou. He says, hey, I, I bought this at auction. And if you want to split it with me, he goes, it's two caribou. And he goes, you can shoot one and I can shoot one. I'm like, great. And he says, it's a super good deal. I bought it for like 8000 bucks, or No, it was more than that. It was 9000 I think. And so I had to pay 4500 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, to go caribou hunting? And then I had to buy my flights and all that other shit. Right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this is like a year in advance. I'm like, I'm in. So I committed. I get more and more detail. And he's like, hey, you know, like, just remember, like, you and your gear can only weigh 300 pounds. I'm like, wait, me and my gear? Like, total? Like, on a scale at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, because we got to take a float plane, and then we, we got to take um, uh, a bush plane, we got jet boats. And, and I'm like, what kind of freaking caribou hunt is this? Yeah. And he goes, man, he said, we're at, like, 8,000 elevation. Like, this is the rarest caribou hunt you can ever go on. Like, there's only 500 in this herd, and it's called the Wolf Mountain Caribou Herd. It's for real. He's not it, kidding. Yeah, and then he starts educating me. He's like, they he call was. it the six caribou species because SCI doesn't even recognize it because there's not enough of them. No kidding. So it's not in the five. Here you are out there killing them. So well, Chase has got to lose 100 pounds. <laughs> so I'm going, <laughs> now I'm starting to go, wait, this is serious. Like, I got He goes, yeah, we're going to be doing like two to 4,000 elevation changes a day. There's several spike camps. We geez, hoof it. Uh, He's like, like, here's the pack you need. Here's the gear you need. I'm like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know I was signing I up for no this. I had no idea. So I called Kyle, and he's always kind of been a workout guy. And, and I'm like, look, man, I'm like, I'm 235 pounds. Like, I'm not, like, out of shape, but I can't go to Alaska and go live on a mountain for 14 days at 235 pounds. I'll die. Yeah. So he worked with me. We talked about different training programs, what to eat. How to eat. Timing of eating and all that. Yeah, yep. timing of meeting. He's like, you're going to think I'm stupid and an idiot, but you're going to set so many alarms on your phone to remind yourself to eat. And I'm going to teach you how to eat. a. Hun- Can I give the secret away? Mm. A little bit of the secret? Yeah. Oh, the amount of calories? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to train your body to eat 100 calories every two hours. 110. Or 100 calories, yeah. 100 calories every two and a half hours. Two to two and a half hours. And, and he goes, one 
lean and green a day. Yep, and he goes, it's and I don't care. It's going to be up care. to 500 calories. And the big really? thing was, he goes, you're not going to be hungry within a couple weeks into this, but even when you're not hungry, you're going to force yourself to eat. And that sounded so weird to me. Because yeah. your, your mentality is to, to yeah. eat. Right. 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 To stop eating. I'm like, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat. But you're set on eating that time of the it's day. It's like a metabolism thing. Well, and you don't think you're going to get to the point where you're not hungry. So right. you're thinking there's, day, there's not going to yeah, tell guys, no way. I tell guys, day one, you're going to eat, you're going to eat six times a day. You're going to have five fuelings, and you're going to have one lean and green. Mm-hmm. And every two to three hours you're going to eat, and you eat within the first hour being awake. Right? And then what you do is you – what's that? Oh, you got to drink they, a lot 64 of water. ounces of water, but I push guys to drink over a gallon of water. Yeah. Okay? A day? A day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, a day? No, not a week, a day. Yeah. And God damn. I, I don't even beer. drink that in a month. I, I drink like a gallon of bush light. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, it, well, because that water helps flush your system, right? Yeah. So, And by the way, if, if you've noticed, like this is my second one. Like I'm still habitual water drinker. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's and you see habitual. that water? Yeah, that you I was giving you shit about yeah, that's hey, all. you see I that glow in the I dark drink, water bottle over there? I drink. I'm trying to chug out of those. So. I drink two of those a day. Two of those a day? It's impressive. Yep. Yep. So, when I, I I still have alarms on my phone. I need to get them numbers up, Eric. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I think we need to contact Kyle Weaver. <laughs> that is going to lose some weight. Hey, but, I, I hey, might be hitting hey, you up. I need some help for sure. <laughs> I just need to know how focused you guys can be. Well, I got a mule deer well, hunt coming up that I'm not trying to die on a mountain. So Yeah. Well, because okay. you, you, you started to get into that adventure hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and thing, diving in. The thing with me is I like working out and I like doing that, but I have to have someone to push me to do it. And I got to have fun doing it. Yeah. Well, my, I, you know what? Honestly, I work out the, the same way because my push was push. the hunt. Like, right. yeah. Right. yeah. The and hunt, goal. The hunt goal. was my push There's goal. There's a goal there. Right. Kyle right. said to me, he's like, can you be committed? Like, he'd give me this freaking high school football, Rocky. college, Rocky. talk, type, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Kyle, shut the fuck up. Like, my, my drive is the hunt. Like, right. I want to well, kill. Two things I do have going for me leading into, like, my hunts this fall. I'm a, bike, a BMX guy. Mm-hmm. I got a um, shout-out Machine Bike Co. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a BMX company. Um, a hardcore listener of the show owns this bike company, Machine Bike Company. That is awesome. And he's like, hey, we want to we get you a frame. We're going to put your logo on it. Oh, sweet. Because I'm, I'm an old Very bike guy. Nice. So got the frame. I'm building the parts out. COVID, I'm trying to find forks and everything I want oh, for it. It's like a yeah, challenge. Yeah. But then um, Rogue Ridge e-bikes has jumped on board for the podcast. So getting an e-bike and a BMX bike, I'm going to build a pump track in my backyard. And I got this e-bike that I'm going to try and do like long haul uphill. Because you can still crank it like a bike. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. You know? so, I used that a lot when I was training, um, getting yeah. ready for Alaska. I used an e-bike. Yeah. Only because well they're heavier it, too, so when you're pedaling it, you're pushing. And it allowed me to go weight. farther, and I didn't yeah. just jump into. Well, you can enjoy bicycle. it more because you can yeah. go to a different spot and then yeah. crank out, and then yeah. you can get home without dying. Yeah. But and then um, uphill, you can just crank the motor, and you know, yeah, you can yeah. just you, you just <laughs> barely pedal and lose your weight. <laughs> I, I asked Kyle two things that were really important to me when I said, "Okay, I got to do all this stuff." I said, "Don't bullshit me, Kyle." And he's like, "All right." I said, I'm not giving up coffee, and I'm not giving up booze. And he started laughing. He goes, okay, you don't have to give up either. I'm like, okay, I'm in. That's I'm fair. In. Let's go. <laughs> so but, where, if people want to do this, if they're interested, like, hey, I'm going to Just reach out it. to me. Or message me oh, on really? Facebook. I mean, they are, it's so funny because people are like, when I do talk to them, they're like, I didn't really believe that you would actually call me. I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? I mean they're like, well, I just because yeah, I figured you're busy with, you know, TV, whatever. I'm like, no, dude, I'm, that's, I, this is my passion. I love helping people with hey, this. Hey, Kurt, yeah, where's my know? phone? I got to message this guy. <laughs> where's he at? Hit him up. Yeah. I did. So, I, I, it took me, I, I would say, a good four months, three and a half months, four months, 
But I the, did 235 to 180. I hit 180 pounds. God damn. Oh, shit. Yep. Left on my trip. Um, now, I will say the trip part was hard because I was so used to eating, and you, you can't do that up there. Like, right. yeah, it's a right. different world. Like, we're taking our water out of the stream. We're eating horrible mountain house. Like, sorry, not to dog on Mountain House. but Mountain House fucks with it, though. It's bad. It's full of just horrible shit. You want to not shit for car. five days? Eat Mountain House. Have a Mountain House. Yeah. Like, that is the you worst. You got mud butt? Eat a Mountain House. Yeah. That's the worst pre-prep. Noted. No more meal. mud butt. Duly noted. Trade, that's for trade shows. Finally, it was the hardest hunt I've ever experienced in my life. Like, bar none. Like, physically, mentally, everything. And the first piece of red meat i got one of the guys finally killed that day i think it was day eight finally somebody killed and that 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 piece of red meat was the greatest thing i've ever tasted <laughs> in my freaking life <laughs> like you don't realize it yeah oh, right. when you're up there you're just so, beat down so what do you kyle what do you do like if someone hits okay. you up do you like mail them like a regimen or message them no, a regimen? are you sending them texts like eat now you fat <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I can set a alarm I won't eat, but if you text me, hey, eat, you fat piece of shit, I'll probably eat. It all depends on the clients, right? I think Linda should do that. How much do you want to pay? Put it this way. In uh, in 30 days, I dropped 26 pounds. Linda, eat. What's that? In the the first 30 days of doing it, I lost 26 pounds. I ended up losing 37 in 45 days. You don't you don't yeah. need to lose a fucking well, he did. I put on he some did. weight now. He, did. Well, he put, was a lot bigger. Yeah. yeah. How much did you lose in thirty days? Twenty six pounds in thirty days. Holy yeah, he lost forty pounds shit. total. Right? Uh, yeah, about thirty seven. I'd be pounds. set. That's all I want to lose. My I mean, wife might be attracted to me again if I do dude, that. Dude, I know. My hey, wife might like, I'll I'll tell you a little bit every Your night. wiener looks bigger when you're thinner. Hey, <laughs> hey, Bill, hey, my, hey. Doug, that's hey, your hey, trick. Right, hey, honey? He's yeah, not. Uh-huh. He's not. my guy. He's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Sick. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Bigger so baby anyway, bird, I'm in. How much so, is it? So, like, uh, <laughs> so... I've had guys. This bird's leaving. Hey, pay for it. Don't worry. This bird's leaving the Company nest. <laughs> this is tax write off. This is going south. So far. <laughs> Chase is like, I pay these for guys. The sixth time. So for real, I've, I've had guys that are type two diabetic that weigh way overweight. They're off their diabetic medication. Their blood pressure is perfect. Their sugar levels are perfect. They're off their cholesterol medicine by doing this. Yeah, yeah that's really. seriously life changing. Like life changing. So, completely. You got around. you got me thinking now. What's what's uh. It allowed me to hunt harder. That was my big twelve bucks thing, a right? day. Really? Okay. Yeah, if you're gonna ask what it is, yeah. And people, hunt harder, a lot of people say twelve dollars a day seems expensive, but really, go out to eat for lunch and fast food, and stop at the Think gas station and get yourself you a monster and something crappy. Trust me, ask me every morning. Seven bucks. <laughs> Text me at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. Seven yeah. bucks to stop. Eat, eat yeah. that piece every of time. Shit. Yep. Right. So you blow that easily. People don't realize that. That's so fair. you're not really. It's not an additional twelve dollars a day. It's replacement. Yeah. yeah. So to look all. better. It's insane. Okay. Yeah. It's insane. So that's it. People can just message you on Facebook. Yeah. For just that? message me, man. That's simple as that. Oh, that or Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. You know? Very cool. Yeah, you guys. Yes. We never it. talk about Instagram. How do you feel? Uh, Instagram about is it? my jam. I love Instagram. I love like Instagram. It's I love way it. better than yeah. Facebook. I love oh. it. Facebook could burn in hell, and Instagram could be the only thing, and I'm cool. Do you know what I hate? Do you know? You know? Can I get back on my soapbox? Yeah. 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 Hop back on. Stop. Why are you whispering? Fuck TikTok. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> I, we don't even do TikTok anymore. Okay. You can't You can't post anything. They are so... I've they're never, the worst. I've never done it. It's because... You know why? It's because it's from China. <laughs> China. 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 The China virus. China. Well said. China. China. Yep. Is that with a Y? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, whatever. It helps. I like Instagram. If you message us, message us on Instagram first. 
That's where we get back to you the quickest. Mm-hmm. Facebook, yeah. I just like TikTok. Post on there. I mean, I got an app on my phone that no matter where they message me, it comes. I guess. See, right? I'm just on Instagram. It's easy. One deal. I, I mean, yeah, I could do that. I just like Instagram. If yeah. Facebook didn't have Marketplace, I'd be out of there in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm with you. I could delete my Facebook tomorrow. I am so addicted. Like, I go on Facebook Marketplace, like, bourbon barrels. Like, I love there's, looking at old <laughs> bourbon barrels. There's deals. Uh, square body trucks. There's no better Vehicle. place to look at square body Chevys. How do you think I'm a dealer in her jacket? <laughs> no, there you go. Marketplace. <laughs> See, marketplace. Instagram, though, you scroll. Cleavage, 200-inch buck, working class <laughs> bow hunter, <laughs> Kyle Weeder, Linda, 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 favorite. And I <laughs> save, save, save. I like, marketing. I like decent. them all. I like them all. I like them all. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Th- thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> Bookmark. Unfollow. Unfollow. Yeah, don't, they need a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, why, is there, why is there a thumbs up and they not need thumbs, a thumbs down? down. What, the fuck? What, do you, what do you guys think about the new, uh, like, so there's obviously a couple new platforms out there, like you do. Um, go know. wild. I, I downloaded know. all those apps. Yeah. But, um, I think I, we had a go wild account, but I don't keep up with it. I think I, I have one too, but I don't, it's like been what, a while. So, yeah. so it's interesting. So I got They'll in. never stick, dude. They'll never stick. Okay. I don't know what any of that is. I don't think so. Personally. Personally. I haven't so we went down the rabbit hole. Now we're going to like bring it back into like, I'm really curious. And actually I would love to know if your listeners are on it too, because so I got posed this question from a client. And they're like, hey, why aren't we, like, super active and doing advertising stuff on Go Wild? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's that's an interesting question. Like, I've, I've had Go Wild for probably a year, year and a half. I think like, we have that. Let me look. I can see if I still But I never go on it. No. I, and I, I don't know why. About. Like, it's all hunting. It's all fishing. It's all shooting. It's all the stuff I think, we love. I think we did download we did. that. It's but, not in your habit. It's not in your habit. It's not in your habit. It's just that the engagement's not there at this point. Right. right. Yeah. You know? is, is it because... This is, I'm just curious. I'm asking the question because I don't know. It's the only philosophy I can come up with. But if I go to Netflix, right? In Netflix, I can have comedy, drama, thrillers, everything. horror shows. Like, I can have everything. If I go to right. Facebook, I, I, I you got too don't much like shit. Mark Zuckerberg, right? I don't like anything he stands for. He's a creep. He's a, mm-hmm. He's it's a not a good human being. But I flip through and I can get variety. I can get politics. I can get news. Right, I can right. get deer killing. I can get... I guess. Did you listen to uh, the, the podcast we Elon did mustache, yeah. with our wives, the Wives Up podcast? So I made it. I've yes, I've got through about forty-five minutes, I think, so on it so far. There's a point in that podcast where my wife says Kurt's always face fucking his phone. Yes, I did hear that, part. which was like <laughs> such a great hit with listeners, right? Like, it's, and it's hilarious. Um, so now, like, when we message listeners, like. That guy I men- mentioned that commented in the group right. was like, hey, I got to go. I'm face-fucking my phone. My wife's getting – like, he referenced right. that, you know, which right. is hilarious. You coined a term. Your wife coined right. a term. Yeah. yeah. I get another app. I'm face-fucking my phone for longer. Right. If I can just be on Instagram, handle everything I need to for working class, then I'm out. That's all I need. You know what's funny? I think that's probably one reason why I got hooked on the podcast thing pretty early. Yeah. I mean, shit, I messaged you – Years ago. Years. Yeah. I mean, four years ago. And it was a, an immediate, like, I, this is an app I like because I click it, I listen, and I put my phone away. Yep. And I went on with other yep. duties, other shit I had to do, and I could just listen. It's just right. thing, yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. It wasn't this. Yep. And You're not stuck to your phone. It does it for you. Yes. Yep. Well, and that's the thing now, like, welding all day, I listen to podcasts. So, right. Like, I throw a podcast. Podcast on. I throw my phone in my toolbox. What's that welding one you listen to? Uh, 
Oh, he threw um, arc junkies. But he shouted us out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. He's nice. A, he's, he was a big hunter until he got into wilding and shit. So yeah. I threw him some stickers. He threw some Wasn't that big of a hunter, apparently. No. <laughs> you got out of it? What the? No, I throw me. my I throw my phone in the toolbox, and I don't look at my phone again until the podcast is over. Right. Which is awesome because it's Bluetooth not, here. I'm not stuck at my phone all yeah. day looking at text messages. It's running through your isotunes. Right. Hey, well, my what's job, up, isotunes? I'm on my phone all the time. Hey, I got Are those you? basic yeah. bitch oh, yeah. ear protection I had at isotunes work. I had some isotunes. Dude, I'm going to hook And they you broke. Up. And then I, I'm like, man, $25 or. 125 right? I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm getting the $25 ones, you know. No. I, I'll tell you what. That's, that's not you, is it? We got you. We got you covered. We're gonna take care of working class. We need to be on that no, isotunes game. Yeah, they're yeah. they're badass. I want to be. Never use a I want to be mowing my lawn with the best tunes in my ears. You yes. know what I mean? Right. Like I want to be at work thinking about hunting, listening to hunting podcast in my ears. Yeah. But everyone thinks I'm not listening. Your ear to holes. Podcasts. Yeah, my ear holes. I go back and forth. Like it, it's, I have like working class, and I will flip back to like. Something about shooting, like long-range shooting or, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, tactical techniques, this and that, and on the range. And then I'll go, oh, let's listen to a marketing podcast. And I make it like seven minutes. I go, boring. <laughs> I do that like every day for a yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, back yeah. to working class. <laughs> well, that's why I listen to a lot of welding ones, which right. I do for a job, but I love welding. And they're Because you like to break it up a little and bit. And tunes is everywhere yeah it's in the, crazy in the industry that i'm in that's right. so funny they're everywhere. Everywhere. i used to weld i used to have rock and roll in my ears obviously and i just to the rhythm baby but not yeah. van halen oh yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah no not van halen at all no <laughs> only the greatest rock and roll guitar player of all so, time but I, I don't know if i told you um a little bit different than van halen but i did accomplish one of the greatest things right before covid hit um and i knew it was like my last chance to ever see him again i flew out to vegas heidi and i flew out to vegas and we saw def leppard live how was it? It was fantastic. Like, those guys are... The one-armed drummer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are they Phil, they're... whatever his name is, the guitar player, is great. Uh, yep, yep. But I, didn't, I was cu- more curious about the singing. It was great. Was it? Okay. Yeah, no, no, it was great. No, I could, you He's, could... like, low-key judging. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> Decent, huh? Vegas, like... Well, because we watched him on TV, and I was like, <laughs> you know, but... No, I think Vegas, like, I think they're so polished by the time you get to a Vegas right, stage. Right. Oh, right. You know, between sound there's, controls and everything, like, they well, figure it out. And they're so in the yeah. rhythm in Vegas, too. They uh, do it every night, and it's like... Speaking yeah. of all this music stuff, mm-hmm. Chase, you're going to come to our shoot this year, June 12th. I know. I actually think I'm going to finally be able to make a shoot so this Kyle. year. We're coming. So uh, it's, it's a... It's a Basic 3D shoot. I don't want to say basic. I'm basic downplaying my it. ass. But we we throw our spin on it on the targets. You know, it's not it's not different. total archer challenge. We don't it's have cliffs to shoot to basic. off of. But we mix it up, but we have a good time. But then we have the after party. Yes. Which is going to be. Let's talk a, about this after party. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, you got to have a special wristband. You VIP. might get one. VIP. Maybe. You might. So you, you might. Linda. Linda, 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 Linda will get one. So Linda will get one. The, the, <laughs> Linda you know, gets one. Pretty, I might get one. Chase too. is finished. Drink out. Chase loves it. Devils come up my nose. <laughs> Kyle can be the bouncer for us, and he'll get in eventually. Well, so <laughs> let me break it down. Let me break it down. We got our 3D shoot. We're doing giveaways. We have a bunch of, like, uh, novelty shots and shit yep. like that. We're doing a bunch right. of giveaways. So um, anyone that wants to sponsor it, it's, all it is is, like, you want to give something away to a registered shooter. Yeah. Pretty cool for yep. them. Uh, Big Time's title sponsor of it. We're giving away... Last year we gave away seventy acres of food plot seed and supplemental feed. This wow. year I think they're going That's even quite bigger. A bit, actually, yeah, they're going hard in the paint this year. Like they're going to bring their tent. We're doing 
Big time novelty shoots, Gator Outdoors novelty shoots. I think they're wanting to do a youth shoot for Gator yep. Outdoors. Um, anyway, after party at a local tavern, which is cool to support local business, especially after COVID. Met up with them like, hey, can we host an after party here? We just want a spot to drink beer. Can you throw a bush light special on and, you know, get the beer garden going and have a good time? Fuck yeah, let's do it. So Perfect. Um, yeah, coming out, Jigs' Tavern, Alexis, Illinois. Um, the owner of the bar, he plays some music, so him and his boys are going to play. And Kyle, I think your boy could come out and jam. Dude, he'd love it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he'd we'll love get him it. out there. Bunch of like-minded, like outdoor people there. He'd love it. Which would be sweet. Wait to not to go sidetrack on you, but not only can the kid play guitar, you should have seen how he smoked a deer this year. Really? He, oh, dude, he killed it. Crushed this deer. <clears throat> well, that's cool too. Like if he could come out to the shoot, and you could come out as an appearance and just kind of bullshit with people as they come in and out. Be, <laughs> that'd be even better though too. You know, like add to the whole experience. <laughs> as the bouncer, you'll love to get in. Be like, but Linda. No, oh, hey, Linda. Linda. I think Linda might be a better bouncer. Hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 You. Oh. You're, you're out of here. It's, it's Kyle. You. Out of here. Yeah, that, that event just keeps growing. And like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. A good time. And, so, yeah. I mean, what are you talking about from the amount of shooters? Do you know we had a hundred. So, we had, we had a rain day, and COVID was new well, last yeah. year. So, we had 143 registered shooters last year. I'm hoping to add another hundred this year. I was gonna say yeah. people are so tired of yeah. this. Yeah. I, oh, here's yeah. the thing about it, yeah. man. Be like, yeah, back at, I'm hoping. So. Well, back yeah, to my day. I think so. Back in my day, man, 3D shoots were massive. They're yeah. hard to find nowadays. They're hard to find now, and people just have never been to one. They always wanted to, but they're scared mm-hmm. to go. They don't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, and a lot it's of like, unknown, a yeah. lot of them are just local archery clubs that put on 3D shoots. Also, but we're kind of that. We put on a shoot. We give away shit. Right. Like, and we yeah. kind of it's an make event. an event. Yeah. It's, it's, event. Yeah. it's not just right. a shoot. Right. And, right. and yeah. speaking of 3D shoots, like, if community. you can find one in your area. I remember when I went to my first one a lot of years ago. Like, I was intimidated. I was just like, yeah, I'm a bow hunter, but, like, I don't know how to shoot 3D. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And 3D is not tournament archery. Like, it is not Olympic archery. It's golf with bows. It is. Yeah, and it's it just is. fun. Yeah. And, like, so I encourage fun. everybody should go Now, hang on. We get to the professional level like a Levi It's Morgan. different. That's a different right. ball. It's game. different. Right. Yeah, There's a lot of pressure. The, work, the working class bow hunter shoot, we make it. Yeah. It's fun. The target, everybody, all ages are welcome. Yep. You're not going to get a bunch of 90-yard targets. Like, right. they're... They're 20 to, I mean, 50 might be the longest, but you can step up wherever you're comfortable. It doesn't right. matter where you step up to. And we've even had Do you guys do it mess- to, like, through the woods? Yeah, yeah we, we, oh, yeah. we made it a little risky, though. We, it's through we, the we woods. We a little flavor. We put that. some, like, yeah. um, we put, like, fencing in front of some targets to make it challenging. Right. We do hard quartering, tuck them against trees. So like, like back in the fun. day. Yeah, but like yeah, back in the that. day, they used yeah, to have fun. like the last target would be like a whatever, 120 yard buffalo. Yeah, yeah. and right. people would bet. On I always love those, to, like yeah, especially when fun. they were across the yeah. pond and they screwed yeah. with your distance. Yeah, yeah that mess. You're, with you're, you're the one. You're the deer like goes down the line. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah See, yeah. we are going to offer some novelty shots. Like you come up, pay a dollar, and yeah. you shoot at a 90 isk weird yardage yard at a steel target at a squirrel yeah Yeah, at a squirrel or something you know like there'll be some of that but for the most part if you just want to go and you want to go with your kids that are younger and have fun let them step up five yards from the target sling an arrow like that's okay perfect linda has never been to a 3d shoot yeah you know perfect here we go and that's what we tell people like if if you don't feel comfortable move up 10 yards move up 15 yards we're not making this like have fun we want you to have fun it's not a set thing get two yards from it we don't care just have fun that's all 
and you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing. Come out, have a good time, hang out. It's a community. Right. We right. want to get people together, especially after this last year. You know, we oh, want to have a good time. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool, like, you know? There's like no winner of like who gets the best. Yeah, we don't care. Like score. And then the after party is just a bonus. It's the spot to come. And then it's where we can like personalize and bullshit with everybody that came right. to the shoot that's old enough to come out and after party with us. So It's its own event. I like that. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So that's the plan, yeah. you know, just, just <clears throat> good times. One day, right? Yep, one day. Hold on, is Joe going to be there? One long day. Joe Humphreys? Yes. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. He's title sponsoring. Hey, as long as Joe, you know, if Joe's going to be there. Joe Humphreys will be there. Joe's the only reason I stay on TikTok. Hey, Joe is a TikTok man. He's a TikTok man. Joe Humphreys. Look at this. Linda marked it in her calendar. Wow. It's official. We're coming. He makes his schedule, right? Yep. Well, shit, I think we should probably wrap this up and get some whiskeys, huh? Absolutely. My glass is dry. Kyle, Linda, Chase, thank you so much. Love it. Appreciate it, actually. Thank you. I'm glad we made it happen. See, we got big. Th- I don't want to say anything too too quick. It's too early now. But we got some things in the works for the podcast, and we need to do this back in on the studio, um, and some things we got planned. So yes, bigger and better things Boom. on the horizon. Awesome. So we're going to talk about notorious PIG there too. We'll follow up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, God. maybe maybe we can get them in on a podcast with you guys in, in studio. An and, intervention, and, and we'll hash this out. <laughs> I'm we, gonna, we bring uh, him in. We bring him in. You guys are sitting there. While, while we're pockets and oh ordered some God. white oak lace. Here we go. <laughs> he better bring a gun. Here we go. We'll just do that. Probably will bring a gun, actually. <laughs> All right. There it is. You know what to do. All right. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Thank you. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.